93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is May 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia police officer shot a man with special needs who often begs for change. Police say the detective involved in the incident thought the man had a gun and fired from inside his unmarked car. But uh, at this point, police haven't recovered a weapon. The 28-year-old man, identified by family as Joel Johnson, was taken to Temple University Hospital in critical condition. Uh, The family says that he often asks for money and doesn't carry a weapon. It happened around 8.50 Monday on the 3400 block of G Street. The seven-year veteran of the force was on duty and traveling back to his headquarters at East Detectives. The detective was in an unmarked vehicle in plain clothes and had just been processing a scene. He was stopped at a red light when police say the man emerged from between two parked cars. Police say he was shouting something, it's unclear what, and he approached uh, the rolled-up window on the detective's driver's side. The detective believed that he saw a firearm in the male's hands and that he was going to be robbed. He's discharged his weapon from inside the vehicle. It's believed that he fired three times. Johnson was struck once in the torso. Uh, The investigation into this continues. Dress Barn, the woman's clothing chain that's been around for nearly 60 years, is closing all 650 of its stores. Mm. The company's chief financial officer, Stephen uh, Taylor, said Dress Barn has not been operating at an acceptable level of profitability in today's retail environment. Hell, uh, even I've been in a dress barn. (laughs) It's a a woman at the time, but it's okay. (laughs) Its owner, a center retail group incorporated, says it wants to focus on its more profitable brands. They also own Ann Taylor and Lane Bryant and other clothing stores. The company did not say say when Dress Barn will shut all of its stores. Uh, Dress Barn employs about 6,800 people. Uh, In a release announcing the closings, Dress Barn said in-store and online sales will continue as is. There's no current changes to the company's return, refund, or gift card policies. I found that in the world of high fashion, Barn is really never used. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) It's it's like the uh, couture shed. Yeah, Yeah. Barn or bin. Yeah, yeah. uh, Probably Uh, not words. Circus. Stuff like that. Yeah. The the pit. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, how is the product there? Have you ever been to a dress barn? I've been to one. I don't think it's like I ever a Marshalls, shot there. right? No, 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 it's. I think it's a little more expensive. Is than, it? Yeah, it's okay. not really like a um, like a uh, discount store. But maybe I was actually in a barn and didn't like, realize. What I just it? remember my cousin always shopped there. That's how I know what it was. I remember I'd always say, "Oh, I like your outfit," and she'd be like, "Dress barn." Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> that uh, that it was under like the same umbrella as like Ann Taylor Ann Taylor Law. It's just the same owner. Well. Can they rebrand it? Like, if you were to, like, so you have Ann Taylor, and then you have Ann Taylor Loft, and then you had Dress Barn. How about Dress Coop? (laughs) Well, you could could rename it under an Ann Taylor guise. What would you call it? Uh, Ann Taylor. Why would they do that? They're going to focus on Ann Taylor. That they're going to put their their money right. and their efforts towards that store. They're not going right. to rebrand but something that's not working. But he's saying Ann Taylor and Ann Taylor Loft. Maybe there's a different Ann yeah. Taylor Barn. Ann Taylor. <laughs> Miss Remember, we need to get rid of Barn. (laughs) I think Barn is the issue here. Uh, after the news was announced Monday, shares of a center re- uh, retail group rose 2.6% uh, to 1.17 in extended trading. Shares of the New Jersey-based company are down more than 50% so far this year. And Taylor Heap. And Taylor <laughs> Heap. That have yeah. Been Knotted Heap of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if it, um, what are those Discards. places? Discards. Like, well, discards or, you know, last season or something like that. Or they, not attractive. <laughs> they can take out, all. Out of fashion. <laughs> out of fashion. <laughs> And Taylor, out of fashion and unattractive. <laughs> exactly what you carry. Most of our stuff is out of uh, fashion and yeah, unattractive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the frumpy and ugly section. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, if you're looking for smocks for art class. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had no Smug idea we'd, we'd go this far with the dress barn story in news. <laughs> you never we know are, what's going to know us in fashion. That's all we talk about all dresses, day. Dresses, dresses, dresses. dresses. <laughs> and farming, farming, farming. <laughs> Two things you love most. Yes, barns and clothes. Uh, Okay, listen to this story. A mysterious lovebird is traveling around the city of Philadelphia, but officials are hoping to find its keeper. On Monday... Oh, like legitimately a lovebird? Yes. Okay, I thought you meant... Yeah. It might end up over there. You never know. On Monday, Penn Medicine posted a photo of the bird on Facebook. The photo was of the colorful green and orange bird sitting on the edge of someone's cup. So it's actually flying over to people. And like uh, there was another guy had a picture of of the bird on his shoulder. Uh, The Penn Medicine Facebook post read this feathered friend flew into Pennsylvania hospital and we would like to reunite it with its family. But the feathery creature was busy over the weekend. On Reddit, a photo was posted of the possible lost bird sitting on a man's shoulder in the Italian market in South Philly. Another user spotted the bird on a power line nearby. That same bird was on a power line just outside of a house at 23rd and South at about 645 Sunday evening. As a former bird owner, if if the bird gets out, number one just gets out of the cage and loose in the house. That's a problem in and of itself. Right. Gets out of the house, you're just gone. Right. I, you're I mean, okay you with just, it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Statistically, I wonder what the odds are of someone reclaiming a bird. Because I know you're exactly right. A yeah. friend of mine had uh, two love birds. Yeah. One got out in the house. It was about a month before he got <laughs> oh out. Oh, seriously? Uh, just, they're just incredibly elusive. Oh, but as a <clears throat> former love bird, uh, bird owner myself... We took Kirby out all the time, and he outside. Was, no, 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 no. Oh, out okay. of, out on of, a leash. Out, on house. a leash. No, out okay. of out of his out of the cage in the house, and it was fine. You know, yeah. You put him on your finger, and then he would go right into the, into the cage. Okay. But um, well, that's what he's doing. He's flying over, and he's he's landing on people. So yeah. he, poor thing. My friend, <laughs> my extra neighbor, had a parrot, uh, one of those like gray parrots, and that thing got out of the house. We were able to get him back in. Wow. Uh, I, I can't remember how long it took, but. He didn't want to go far. He didn't have, like, many feathers. He was like... Right, oh. right. Yeah. I just remember uh, my grandmother used to come to visit with her parrot, and uh, my mom would always say, open the window and leave it open. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's a guy in Delco. Uh, I I'm, I'm pre- it, it's either a parrot or a, or a cockatoo. I'm pretty sure it's a parrot. He just drives with this thing and, and, like, sits on his mirror and stuff like that. Like, he just, you know, walks around the neighborhood with a little parrot on his what shoulder. What if he's got his wings clipped or yeah, something like that? Yeah, So this bird doesn't appear to be injured. Um, Penn Medicine says that they want to reunite the bird with its family uh. and to message them directly on Facebook if you have any information as to who the owners might be. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies beat the Cubs in extra innings last night at Wrigley Field. Jake Arrieta allowed one run over six innings. JT Real Muto hit a solo home run in the 10th. And the Phillies won 5-4. Real Muto connected with two outs against Kyle Ryan, driving a fastball into left field to decide the opener of the four-game series between the National League East and Central leaders. The series continues tonight, and Zach Eflin gets the start. Game time is at 7 o'clock. 
In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors beat the Trailblazers last night in Portland to sweep a four-game series. The Warriors got triple doubles from Steph Curry and Draymond Green in a 119-117 overtime win and advanced to their fifth straight NBA Finals. The two-time defending champions overcame a double-digit deficit in the third straight game against the Blazers. The Warriors will face the winner of the Eastern Conference Finals between Toronto and Milwaukee. The Bucks lead that series two games to one with Game 4 tonight in Canada. The St. Louis Blues can advance to the Stanley Cup Finals tonight for the first time since 1970. Wow. A controversial hand pass goal that ended Game 3 in overtime. They've outscored the San Jose Sharks 7-1. to The Blues hold a three games to two lead over the Sharks. And Game 6 is tonight in St. Louis. The puck drops at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you oh so much, Kathy. Like I said, a beautiful day weather-wise today. 73 degrees and partly cloudy skies. I mean, that's a spring day right there for the taking. Picture perfect. Yeah, enjoy it. We have a bunch going on today, man. Um, should we take care of business first? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. We've been doing this first lately. I think in years past, I always did it last, but I like diving right into this. So yesterday, we chose another school to highlight some of the fine teachers in the Delaware Valley, and the school that was randomly chosen was Steiner High School, which is in Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, we had the uh, the student body text in, let us know who the coolest teacher was, and they came through in fine fashion. And we do indeed have a teacher to name the coolest of the year. So let's do that right now. According to the students, coolest teacher at Steiner High School this past year is Miss Lorraine Heisler. Yay! Ms. Heisler is a math teacher. We do know that. And she is also the coach of the JV field hockey team and the varsity lacrosse coach as well. I think a lot of these popular teachers have coaching duties on the side. Yeah, it seems to be they, they yeah. pull multiple gigs at the school, not yeah. just their classroom, but they have uh, extracurricular activities, and a lot of times that does involve coaching. So, I think, too, a lot of times that it's like, so I was just talking to a girl who is part of her contract, so they gave her, she went from like a uh, long-term sub position to a full-time teacher position, but part of the agreement was that she had to coach a sport. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea yeah. that that can be a requirement. Alright, well, she is set up because we are going to give her the coolest teacher their coffee mug for display or use whatever she wants to do with it just a little memento and also a $50 what a crock meals gift card as well and we thank whatacrockmeals.com uh, for sponsoring this event. So that means, uh, Ms. Lorraine, if you want to call or Miss uh, Heisler, if you want to call in, feel free. We'd love to hear a little bit about you. And uh, what you think about this little award. And in the meantime, we need to draw another school. So, Casey gets to do it today. Yeah. So, Casey has actually spilled all the names out on the uh, onto a counter here. Why'd you do that? Uh, I, because I want to keep it, like, uh, a, a little bit more open. Okay. Because, keep I mean, transparent. We have this... Um, it keeps mixing it up. This container, and I feel you like... You really hate that container. Uh, I, no, just containers in general. I always feel, like, bad. Contained. That, like, no, that, like, there's, like, one that's stuck in the bottom or, okay. or that will never see the light of day. So I feel like if I dump it out, uh, everyone has an equal opportunity. All right. All right. It's All right. your technique, your so, style, your right. jam. All right. So here is my jam. He's and reaching in. I'm reaching in. Ooh, this is the one. You got it? Okay. The, yeah. yeah. It's right it's, here, baby. Uh, it's folded up very tightly. Okay. Right. What is the school, Casey? Oh, we're what? in Delco, baby. Uh-oh. Garnet Valley High School. Yeah. Garnet Valley High 
used to live in that school district. Yes, you did. Yeah. I have friends that teach at this high school. Well, maybe they'll be voted as the coolest teacher. We'll have to find out. So, Garden Valley High School in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, it is now up to you. Students, we need you to text in and let us know who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. It's simple to do. You have to text it to 39333, and here's what you have to text. The word teacher, space, and then the teacher's name. And you get one vote per phone number. So let the administration know, and maybe they'll make an announcement, and we'll get everybody on board to vote who they think is Cool's teacher. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name, 39333. And if you're a teacher at Garden Valley, maybe extra credit for people who, do, who vote for you. Yes. You never know up to you. You have that teacher's privilege. You do what you have to do. Exactly. So uh, we'll we'll give you uh, roughly 24 hours to vote, and then we will uh, name the teacher tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll give the award, which would be cool. Uh, today on the program, we have a whole lot going on. We are going to, we have a concert announcement, which we're going to get to around 9 o'clock, I've been told. Yep, pretty cool. We have Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We haven't talked to Rob in a little while, and he's going to be talking about the 2019 Cora for Kids Golf Classic, which we have uh, played in for many years. It's July 15th. New location this year, Philadelphia Cricket Club, man. That's a great golf course. Yeah, you were very impressed. I was just there the other day for uh, the uh, Devereux golf outing. It's one of the finest golf courses in our area, so it should be pretty cool. So we'll talk to Rob around 9 as well. Uh, we also have um, Formula One race car drivers, Tony Kanan and Matthias Lice. Now, um, i got to make sure they're Formula One. Uh, the racers will be very, very okay. And I'm sure they race well, IndyCar. Well. Indy yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, they probably race a variety of stuff, but we're going to find out. Meet these guys, find out more about them. If you're into motorsports, maybe you know well, you're well aware of their history. But we like meeting people like this and sure. learning about their industry. And you know what? Almost every driver we've had come by has been a great interview. They they sort of remind me of the same sort of uh, outgoing uh, vibe we get when the wrestlers come in. You're right. So they're going to be stopping in uh, a little bit later on today, and our friends from Sequoia Outback are stopping by uh, uh, for a meet-need. So we'll see about uh, giveaways and so forth. And uh, I think also in preparation uh, for Friday's live broadcast, the opening of the Jersey Shore, the uh, Eggs with Pegs, uh, Eggs with Peg, uh, our buddy Scott Keenan is going to be getting uh, in touch with uh, us and letting us know a little bit about what we can expect through the weekend in North Wildwood. So these things are more taking place. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I'll have a stupid question. We'll get to the entertainment report and the whole deal in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You guys want to talk to a cool teacher? Yeah! Let me do that right now. So... Uh, we had the students of uh, Steinert High School yesterday vote for the coolest teacher of the year, and they let us know that the person on the line is our coolest teacher. Welcome, Miss Lorraine Heisler. Hey, 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 hey. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Hey, how long have you been teaching at Steinert? Um, this is my ninth year. And it, that uh, your entire teaching career, have you been there, or have you been to other schools as well? Steiner. Oh, there you good, go. Good for you. Nice. Uh, and so you teach math. What uh, what grades and what what kind of math are you teaching? Um, I have geometry, and I also teach AP statistics. 
AP statistics is what you and I would have been in if we were. Oh, yes. yes, of course. Yeah. AP statistics. AP statistics. Does that does it go beyond? Is well, I don't even know where that ranks among because I remember uh, it went. You know, algebra, geometry, algebra two, then trig, yeah. and then calculus. It's and then, sort of like an alternate timeline, right? So it doesn't. Go, it doesn't. I don't know, Lorraine. Is that uh, accurate? Most of the times, um, students take AP statistics as a senior after they've taken like. AP Calc and things like that. Oh, okay. Look at you, you smart pants. Smart, yeah, the real yeah. smart kids. They do it to get college credit, right? Oh, yeah, and they just took their AP exam last Thursday. How many of them got fives? Uh, well, I'll find that out at the beginning of July, but I'm expecting all of them. Oh, very nice. I only know that ranking because of Stand By Me, or, or was that uh, Stand and Deliver? Stand and Deliver, Stand yeah. and Deliver, thank What's you. Stand By Me and Deliver. It's Calculus. <laughs> uh, so, Lorraine, also, you're you're a coach, too, right? Yes, I am. I do varsity field hockey and varsity lacrosse. Nice. And, you know, Kathy, it's it sometimes that's required of teachers to, to take on a, a sport and coach. Is that uh, the case with you, or did you just love doing it and want to do it? Um, well, I started off uh, helping out and coaching JV field hockey when I first got on, yeah. just because I've always played field hockey. I still play field hockey now, um, so I really wanted to get involved with it. And I figured that could help for a new teacher like it would make them harder to get rid of me. No, it's a good idea, honestly. And obviously, I, I, we were, uh, the conjecturing was that, uh, you know, that helps with your popularity because you're interacting with the students a lot more. Sure. I mean, it also makes them uh, a little scared sometimes. <laughs> a little scared of you. Fear is an okay thing. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Lorraine, how are the kids? Should we weep for our future or are we doing pretty good? <laughs> the, the kids that I encounter on a daily basis are... Pretty awesome. All right. Statistically, so they're stellar. Yeah. Uh, very good, yeah, Steve. Yeah, no, yeah. We're yeah. mad thing in there. Uh, all right. Well, congratulations to you. We have this very cool uh, Preston and Steve Cool's Teacher of the Year coffee mug that we're going to give to you. And we're also going to give you a $50 gift card for whatacrockmeals.com. And, but the most important thing is that the, the student body voted for you. So You're the coolest. Yep. Oh, well, thank you so much. All right, excellent. Well, have yourself a great summer, and congratulations. All right, Lorraine? Thank you. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next up in Delco, Garnet Valley High School in Glen Mills. Text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333 to vote for your favorite teacher of the year so far. We are now going to do a stupid question, and we are going to give away a four-pack of Big Apple Circus tickets, and... Uh, Nick gave me this question. It's a pretty cool one. What Pennsylvania town was formerly named Athensville? Athensville? Well, yep. I've never heard of it. Yep. 215-263-WMMR. But you've definitely heard of the uh, what what it is now called. Hmm. What Pennsylvania town was formerly named Athensville? 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and I'm going to go through some birthdays today while you're calling in Tuesday, May 21st. Mr. T's birthday today. <laughs> Mr. T. His, uh... Real name is Lawrence uh, Turoud, I think. T-U-R-E-A-U-D. I think Mr. T worked better for what yeah. he was doing. Yep. And My name's Larry. Celebrating his 67th birthday today. Started off as a uh, as a bouncer. And Steve, you and I both remember seeing him in the in the bouncer game. Absolutely. And that's, before I think, where was, Stallone first saw him. Before he was famous. I remember yeah. seeing this guy. I'd never seen a mohawk and chains like that on anybody before. And I was like, who is that? Dude? So, for Rocky Three, man, he got in great shape. He was exactly what that movie needed. You yeah. hated his guts. Yep. You know, uh, that scene on the... Uh, 
uh, museum steps, you know, maybe that woman would like, like to make love to you, you know. <laughs> and I'll even take you, you know, shriveled Burgess Meredith-looking dude. Uh, so Mr. T is 67 today. Judge Reinhold, the actor, Beverly Hills Cop, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, he is 62. Uh, singer, musician, Leo Sayers. Leo Sayer. What was his biggest hit? He, he had three of them. Go ahead, Case. Was it dancing, dancing? Yeah, you okay. make me feel like, like dancing, dancing, dancing out of way. Like dancing. He also had uh, two ballads. One was More Than I Can Say, and or more than words can say, as I thought it was, but uh, I love you more than I can say. <laughs> and then When I Need You. Do you remember when that? When I need you. I hold out my hands and I touch you. Uh, he's 71. Uh, Stan Lynch, former drummer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I always liked Stan Lynch. Yeah, my wife always had a big crush on him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Always kept things nice and simple but tasty behind the drum kit. He is uh, 64 years old today. Uh, Nick Cassavetes, the director and screenwriter who brought you things like The Notebook. He is the son of John Cassavetes, correct? I don't know. Yeah, the great John Cassavetes, another legendary director. Yeah, um, Gina Rollins is his mom's dude. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he also did Alpha Dog, John Q, and more. He is 60 today. Uh, Feruza Balk. <sighs> Haven't seen her in a while. Uh, was the epitome of, of dirty sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put yeah, it. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what she's really good in? In a d- totally despicable role as American History X. Phenomenal in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we always said ugly hot about her. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's, she's got a, she has a large mouth. And you think about things with that mouth. I mean, <laughs> do, do you know, I do. Well, come on. Yeah, you, no. You're just being honest as a broadcaster. You owe it to the audience. But I'll tell you this, though. What? She's actually very funny in uh, Waterboy. Oh, she's yeah. great in the Waterboy. <laughs> and the craft, by the end of the movie, you know, when they've, yeah. they've kind of overdone her makeup a little bit and everything, she's really psychoing out. Scary as crap. She's great. Yeah. And, and she's awesome and almost famous, too. So she's a solid actress. Nick, what was the last thing she's done? She did Ray Donovan for a few episodes, and then she's in a new show called uh, uh, Paradise City. I don't know much about it, but she's in that, so she's still acting. Okay. How about that? Paradise City. I'd like City. to get her on the show. Where the girls are pretty. I think it's okay. where you, they take you down. Okay. There. Uh, so she's 45. And then Gautier, the oh. singer. Yeah. Where's he from? He's 39 years old today. Is he Dutch or something? Uh, Wilkes-Barre. He's from Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> All right. Let's just go with that. Um, <laughs> what's his song? What's his one uh, song? Uh, when I need... oh, one at a time here. Go Somebody ahead. that I used to know. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, was just going for the Leo Sayer yeah. song. <laughs> He's, uh, his real name is Wally DeBacker. <laughs> Godier's uh, better. Yeah, Godier. Yeah. Uh, so he's 39. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What Pennsylvania town was formerly named Athensville? 215-263-WMMR. I haven't talked to anybody named Rocco in a while. Let's do that. Hey, Rocco. Hey, am I on the air? Yeah. <laughs> Rocco, what town was formerly named Athensville? Uh, that's Ardmore. Ardmore, hey! Pennsylvania. Hey! Hang on, Rocco. Nick, when did they change their name? 1873. Renamed Ardmore in 1873. I have no idea why. We are now officially Ardmore. Yeah, as opposed to Athensville. So maybe maybe there was an Athens family and something they did something terrible. I don't know. Let's make that up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I love that history. Rocco, uh, we are going to give you a four-pack of Big Apple Circus tickets. Don't miss the all-new uh, show critics are calling it magical and astonishing. Big Apple Circus is back now through June 16th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. 
Uh, tickets at BigAppleCircus.com. Okay, let's get into some entertainment news. Kit Harrington has addressed uh, Game of Thrones backlash a little bit. So has Amelia Clark, but she gave up too much in her statement about spoilers, and I'm not going to go reveal there. that. But Harrington's response was uh, pretty simple. He said, whatever critic spends half an hour writing about the season and makes their judgment on it in my head, they can go F themselves. Wow. He and, and he backs it up by saying, because I know how much work was put into this. So from his perspective, listen, think whatever you want, <laughs> but... <laughs> But we worked really hard on it, and we're really proud of it. So there you go. Uh, I was reading a collection of critics that, uh, you know, take what you will from a critical standpoint. But the general consensus was it got Now, I haven't been watching the show, but they say it got done what it needed to get done. Yeah, yeah. Was the last episode the best one? No. But so what? The 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 whole series is phenomenal. So, uh, but it also seems that hydration is a priority. And Westeros fans noticed a plastic water bottle near Sir Samuel Tarley's left foot in Sunday night's finale. By the way, in the series, did they ever say that plastic didn't exist? No. So, so there you go. Listen, dude. There's dragons. The yeah. dragons. Plastic, plastic could be yeah. a reality. Uh, and they immediately took to Twitter to heap scorn on the show, which, uh, despite its uh, sky-high budget, has been plagued with editing errors this season. Plagued. They've had, like, two or three That's moments. a plague. Yeah. One person tweeted, I've never seen Game of Thrones before, but I fear for the PA who left a Starbucks cup and a water bottle in the shot during two separate episodes, alluding to a rogue star, uh, Starbucks cup which appeared on the set two episodes ago. Wasn't uh, the Khaleesi eating a Subway sandwich, too? Uh, <laughs> HBO edited out the coffee post-airing. It's unclear if the water bottle will meet the same fate. Probably. They'll, they'll clean it up. And by the way, here, this was just... This is a bad move. Megan McCain on The View apologized after revealing oh, no. the what Game of Thrones doing? ending <gasps> on air oh, on yeah. The View. What? And spoiling it for fans who hadn't seen it yet. Uh, and her, her hosts were not happy about it. Sonny Hostin oh, uh, said she had only gotten to season four, and now she's ruined it for her. But her, her backup was, she said, I'm sorry, but it's all over the internet. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't told I wasn't allowed to say it. There are some people who are unaware of the spoiler protocol these days. I mean, they didn't have a conversation that said, like, okay, well, we'll talk about this, but we're, we're not going to say anything right. about the ending. They probably felt that it was common knowledge that you don't do that. So she said, oh, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. It's all over the Internet. Mm-hmm. You would have found out one way or, or the other. Oh, shut up. I know, right? As a dedicated fan who watched it live last night, like everyone su- was supposed to, okay? Oh, oh you know, my. because, you know, everybody can. You know, not everybody not can. everybody can. Exactly, exactly. So she's oh. apologized, but, dude, that's a... Wait, was, but <laughs> you messed up. Her apology sucked. Yeah. Whoopi was so furious, she farted. No, she does that yeah, anyway. <laughs> Basically every day. Former New York Yankees slugger Alex Rodriguez is no stranger to tabloid news. In fact, one could argue he's been a regular uh, for many years. However, a new photo has gone viral, and it could definitely spell trouble for the person who took it. For whatever reason, somebody decided to take a picture of the baseball legend on the toilet at his fancy $17.5 million Park <laughs> Avenue apartment, which he shares with fiance Jennifer Lopez. I hate myself, but I, I looked at the picture because it was just it was a huge picture. It's already exposed when I started to read the article, but it's it's a bizarre shot. Oh, Did I you see it. I sought it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I don't hate to yeah, admit it. Care. I'm like, dude, I want to see that dude on the toilet. Uh, yeah, it's just he's 
He literally is just sitting there, looks like he's reading the paper, taking a nice dump. shirt on. Looks yeah. like a nice button-down shirt. A, he's having a nice, comfortable dump. Is it a side shot or is it a, it's a side, side shot. shot? Yeah, according it's to a huge bathroom window, by the way. According to page six, the f- photographer was likely at a Manhattan hedge fund next door, and his legal team is trying to find out who took the toilet pick. Uh, the photo has made its rounds on social media, including Twitter and Instagram, and it shows famous baseball star in Clearview wearing a blue shirt on the toilet in his luxury New York City apartment. By the way, it's this shot's zoomed in though, but if you if it's pulled out, you can see how big this window is. I don't know why they don't have blinds on it or something, knowing that there's a building right next door. Uh, Alex's lawyers are all over this, the source says. They are working hard to find out who the culprit is. It is a clear breach of privacy. Yeah. Uh, the photo was obviously taken from the building next door from a floor possibly parallel to Alex's apartment. One of the hedge funds in the building uh, next door will be getting a big lawsuit, the source claims. So, yeah. Uh, are you conscious, like, uh, when you go into a hotel if the windows I are open? I do not care yeah. at all. These are people that will never affect my life. I will never meet them. I have no idea who they are. Take pictures. I don't care. Go you don't ahead. care, yeah. I sometimes will go and smash my junk against the window just, <laughs> just for, for the fun. fun. Yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah. You guys care? Yeah, I draw the way. I draw the really? I, I keep the curtains closed. And that's more for security. I don't want people, you know, seeing what I have. Or just, uh, you know, I leave the TV on when I leave the room. <laughs> I dust for fingerprints. I do the whole thing. Yeah, I've I've never cared about yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is convinced that aliens are already here and they want to have sex with human women. Oh my! And God. he's right. Uh, the actor says he's seen four UFOs and the most extraterrestrials who pop by Earth are just tourists coming to look at this beautiful planet. He says. However, the star is concerned that some aliens want to harm people and use them as lab rats. And Dan is convinced that sixty percent of us already know it's true. It, it's funny because he's uh, so. This was he was talking to Larry King, and his sense of conviction as he talks about this stuff. We have audio of him talking he's about, firm it. about it. Yeah. yeah, we're having actually some technical. Oh, no problem. It was on the way yeah. over. I have the information here anyway. Oh, I want to hear it. He said the proof is starting to uh, is is start is going to start dribbling out. They the aliens are interested in your ova, your femininity, your reproductive parts, your DNA. Uh, they would love to draw blood and fluid and would love to impregnate a woman and produce a hybrid baby. This is what they're up to here. Yet earlier in the conversation, he says they, the aliens don't want to have anything to do with us, A. B, he says they were really taken aback after 9-11 because he thought we, we the, the planet had really screwed things up. And that really put a bad taste in their mouths. And yet he's saying they want to create a hybrid alien human baby. He said, I believe some aliens are here to harm us. There are many that come here with nefarious purposes and want to use us as lab rats. Uh, And he isn't the only actor who has spoken about their alien encounters. Former model and ex-wife of Rolling Stone star Ronnie Wood, Joe Wood, has been open about her belief in the extraterrestrial, too. She recently appeared on This Morning to talk about her new podcast called Alien Nation, Joe said her fascination with the extraterrestrial started at around age 12 when her dad was reading a magazine called Is God an Astronaut? Uh, she said that she one time she saw a UFO in Brazil. Uh, she was with Ronnie at the time when he shouted for her to come outside because he had seen something in the sky. She said, I went outside and there over the sea was this shape. Look at that! That had lights that just came down and reflected onto the sea. She said the lights shot to one side before disappearing quickly. The next day she said, I stood there and thought, I have just seen a UFO. It was on the front. Oh, and I've been doing cocaine all night. <laughs> said it was on the front of the paper that hundreds of people had seen the same thing. Uh, Joe went on to say that she also saw a UFO when she was on a plane with her son Tyrone. She said that she and her son 
looking out the window and saw this, quote, weird orb, a bluey green thing. And she said, Ty goes, Mom, did you see that? What the hell was that? It was very strange. Uh, Joe said she's not scared of aliens and just wants to know more about them. She said, I'm fascinated by the universe and by space. So they firmly believe that this is going on. I There's a lot cool. of. Go ahead. I, no, I just think it would be cool. You know, that that's all I was going to say. There's a lot of footage out there of unidentified flying objects, whether they are aliens. Right. I don't know. Yeah. However, there's a footage that I saw just recently. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's this massive sort of uh, almost looks like a, the classic cigar shape uh-huh. through the clouds as uh, on, on someone's iPhone from a jet passing by a passenger jet. And it's one of those things where like, all right, I'm trying to figure out what that could possibly be. But it's just it was pretty freaking impressive. Perspective sometimes can can open it up because I remember one time seeing a video and yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm like that really okay. I don't know what that is. And then I looked in the comments and somebody goes, it's a Mylar balloon. Yes. And I went back and watched again. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> that is a damn balloon. It. So and it's all and you, you can't, never know. And, yes, when you're looking up yeah. in the sky, it's hard to get perspective. Yep. When was it you who saw something? You were out in an event, or was it? Mm. Yes, okay. I was. I was at. I told you guys about this. I was at a block party in our neighborhood, and I saw a, a bizarre triangular shape, light shape, just appear, and and it grew, and then it slowly disappeared. And and I said, I'm like, did anybody see that? I mean, I was so freaked out by it. I'm like, I, I need verification that somebody else just saw what I saw. Preston, we want you to come with us. Two other people did, and I was so freaked out about it. And I, and by the way, I'd had a few cocktails. Okay, was, so you're not quite sure that you're seeing. It was a Fourth of July party. It was an all day thing. I'm pretty mm-hmm. lit up. Right, yeah. So I got in touch with the wall people, Matt O'Donnell, you know, a, a friend who yes. works in the news industry. And I'm like, dude, I saw this. And he goes, well, let me check into it. So he called the FAA for me, and sure enough, it was a launch out of Vandenberg. That's cool that they had done. And as it had uh, left the atmosphere, sometimes there's a shape that can happen from the 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 uh, the rockets. Yeah, and and that's what it was. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, like, so I'm glad I got verification because it kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, not that I thought there was an alien invasion, but I'm like, that's unexplainable, and that freaks me out a little bit. Well, there was something similar over <laughs> like Los Angeles last year. Yes, and I, I remember that. It was, it was SpaceX or whatever. Um, because when I'm watching it, and I saw you know a bunch of different vantage points, I was like, dude. What is that? Like that? That's an alien, and why? Why is anybody talking about this? <laughs> that's an alien. That is an alien. Some um, listeners are curious what ET thinks about all this because he would be the definitive. He only does celebrity interviews. Okay. Uh, well, I have a friend. It's all a bunch of crap. <laughs> my friend from college, when he was a kid, said he saw a UFO just fly directly over his house, and okay. and so he wasn't. He wasn't an adult. He wasn't <laughs> drinking, you know, and it was, and he swears of by course. it. Said it was like, right. it, it, it was close. I mean, it was, it was a straight up alien spaceship Do you flying over Habitat. You? <laughs> what you led with, he wasn't an adult. It, yeah, well, so like, so maybe he had a kid's imagination. Uh, maybe he was a simpleton. Yeah, yeah, he was. A simpleton. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, well, if we were to talk to him. Well, yeah. maybe we will. I want to talk about uh, rabbit poop. Okay, uh, so oh. I'm moving on to a completely different uh, subject. Constance Wu apparently uh, assuaged her guilt by giving her pet bunny the run of her fancy New York City penthouse that she was renting. And the problem is the bunny wasn't house trained and it ended up crapping all over the apartment and peeing all over the apartment. (laughs) 
When the house cleaner, who was hired by the owner, came in to tidy up once a week, uh, came in, she was reportedly shocked to see the mess covering the $6.5 million Chelsea home, not to mention the odor. And uh, according to a source, they said the place totally stank. It was disgusting. There were little pellets of uh, poop everywhere, and Constance seemed oblivious to it. Rabbits are, are pretty. Uh, well, you had a rabbit, right? I've had. I mean, yeah. I had one uh, for a long time, and then uh, my girlfriend had one, and they're they're great pets. Most of the time, they're crate trained. If you let them out, they can leave little pellets around, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not. They're not going to destroy an apartment. No, but this it peed and pooped all over the place. Sure, but, yeah. Uh, this seems to. Uh, she she seemed to sleep with the bunny. And there was even poop in the bed. Yeah. Oh, conscious oh, oh. sleeping in a poopy bed. Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, when we first got our bunny years and years ago, and uh, I just I was petting her. She was uh, lying on my chest. I was lying on the couch. Bloop, and bloop, uh, bloop. yep, they, mm-hmm. she, when when she got up, there were a bunch of little nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank so, God the dogs don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> according yeah. to the source, apparently the place stinks. Uh, so it's like Rocky. Stinks. Stinks. Six point five five million dollar mansion. Uh, all the carpet and pissing and pooping all over the place. Woo, who has <laughs> who has garnered a rep for being difficult to work with and uh, created a stir last week by initially complaining that uh, and then apologizing for complaining about the renewal of her show Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, she rented the place while she was filming Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, when the owner caught wind of Woo's unusual approach to pet care, they told her to keep the bunny in a cage. When Woo refused to comply, uh, the owner reportedly called Woo's manager. <laughs> And threatened to give her the boot. So, wow, man. So maybe she got a straight. She's had out. some bad PR in the past yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, you are correct. Got to yeah. ratchet that back a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Even Leonardo DiCaprio plays second fiddle to Instagram. The 44-year-old is nominally in Cannes to promote the Quentin Tarantino uh, film along with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie once, time, once upon a time in Hollywood. But in reality, he's also playing the all-important role of Instagram boyfriend to Camilla Marone. Uh, the 21-year-old was photographed being photographed by DiCaprio. 21 years old. How old is he? What, 44? 44, yeah. So yeah. so she was photographed being photographed by Leo. Of course. That's uh, what you do with your model girlfriend. Outside the Hotel du Cap Eden Rock in Antebbe's, where the pair and countless other celebrities seem to be staying. She looked gorgeous in a flowing polka dot dress, and Leo was photographed photographing her from multiple angles as she posed coyly. I guess that's the thing to do. You take your model girlfriend out and photograph her in front of people so that they can feel jealous, right? And so they can take pictures of you, you taking, taking pictures, pictures of yeah. her. Uh, she posted a shot with the caption, Press Day Jazz. Uh, though, sadly, she failed to credit the photographer. Oh, man, that's uh, that's a bad sign. Uh, Marone is uh, also at con promoting Mickey and the Bear. Mickey and the Bear? Mickey and the Bear. Uh, the pair have reportedly been dating <laughs> since December of 2017, by the way. Black China will be able to grill Cam and Khloe Kardashian as well as Kylie and Kris Jenner in her legal battle with the reality clan. Citing court documents, an L.A. judge is ordering Kylie and Khloe to sit down and talk with China before August 31st. She will be able to question them about their relationship with her ex and their brother, Rob Kardashian. Oh, she doesn't know what she's getting into now because Kim is a lawyer, right? And whether... You know, uh, not yet. But oh, she's, she's working blown. on yeah, it. Yeah, she's already on the Supreme Court. And uh, whether or not they tried to get their show Rob and China canceled. So mm. that's what that is all about. So it, it couldn't be that the show was so horrendous and uh, loathsome and uh, low-rated that that's why it was canceled? Maybe, but maybe they haven't considered that. <laughs> maybe that's know. a possibility. Yeah. Um, how about... Well, let's stay in that family for a moment. 
Uh, three months after Jordan Woods got booted from uh, Kylie's house in response to her alleged hookup with uh, her sister Chloe's boyfriend, Tristan. Oh, my God. She has got a new place of her own. Oh, that's great news. She captioned a picture of herself sitting on a gray-colored couch. Finally, my first piece of furniture arrived. Designing homes is such a task, but I'm having the best time doing it. Designing homes? So how old is she? I don't know. I don't know. First first piece of furniture she's ever owned? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so... And she was living as a, a guest in... Kylie's guest house, I guess. Well, she's, the Kato, she's the Kato Caitlin of the yeah. Yeah, of the Jenner Kardashian clan. There are people who are in the various groups and hangers on and posses of these stars that just yeah. live rent free and yep. everything's taken care of. That that's the gig to have to be a Kato Caitlin. Uh, there is an interesting uh, commercial that came out last week. Uh, Calvin Klein ad surfaced featuring supermodel Bella Hadid making out with. Digital influencer Lil Michaela. Now, Lil Michaela is a robot. Is it? Yes. Wow. And Hadid says in the ad, life is about opening doors. This is as Lil Michaela strolls towards her, creating new dreams you never knew could exist. And then Hadid says that before the two uh, look into each other's eyes and then kiss before the lights dim. It's I'm very bang a robot. It's very. Strange. Is it, it? Did you watch it? Is, is it off-putting? Well, or is it a, erotic? A little bit. It's not. You know the the uh, uncanny valley. Yes, which means that uh, things that are artificially human freak us out. Right. Almost collectively altogether. Uh, it's. It looks very very real, but it is a little bit freaky. So oh, I don't like this. this. Yeah. Right. I don't it, like it at all. It's a little <laughs> bit creepy. So. All right. Let me ask you this then: If you were in a hotel room and you were making out with a robot, would you draw the curtains? Uh, no, I told you, okay. I don't care what people think. So which one is the robot in this? The, the girl, the red. On the right. The one on the right. Are you sure, Nick? Yes. Pretty yeah. Because sure, yeah. <laughs> the other one is, uh, Bella Hadid. Are we sure? Uh, the ad, part of the I Speak My Truth campaign encourages people to embrace their vulnerability. Make out with a robot. Aside from Lil Michaela, a digital art project launched in 2016 that now commands 1.5 million Instagram followers. Stars like Billie Eilish, uh, Nick Con- uh, Centineo, Sean Mendez, and transgender actress uh, India Moore are part of the I Speak My Truth. But I, I don't know what the point is behind the, well, they, there's a, they canceled the robot. A plans for another commercial, Preston, where Kendall Jenner, Kendall Jenner gets a Pittsburgh platter from C-3PO. Well, I'd like to yeah. see that actually, and I think that's disgusting. Man, this uh, this Lil Michaela has got 1.5 million followers on yeah. Instagram. This non-robot person, and also has a stance on abortion. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in then. case you wanted to know what a robot thought about pro-choice. All right, we got to get to the clip, so let's do it. The village shows what it is like to live somewhere where your neighbors can truly become family. Here, uh, Moran Atias, who plays Abba Bezadi. Do we have her in the studio? uh, Discusses her character's impact on viewers. I don't know. Here's the clip. I'm surrounded by, you know, a lot of people from the Persian community, but just, yeah, people in general are so attracted and drawn to the show. So I get very encouraging, encouraging emails and messages that it just feels great that we're connecting with someone and it it matters to them. Yeah, I think she's the one who looked like Gal Gadot. Uh, okay, I'd have to see a picture yeah. of her. Uh, the season one finale of The Village is on tonight, 8 p.m. on NBC. Oh, that's right. We had uh, like three people. We had, in, yeah, right? a couple yeah. cast members. Uh, Frankie Faison was one of them. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, next clip. Here we go. 
Bless This Mess is a fresh out of water, fish out of water story uh, about moving from the big city to the farm. And in this clip, Lake Bell explains why she believes this resonates with the current generation. I think that generationally even, I almost think it's, dare I say, it's a zeitgeist for us to be a little bit enamored and sort of longing for this like romance of picking up and leaving the mayhem and the quick-paced nature of our existence. Uh, the season <laughs> one finale of Bless This Mess is on tonight, 9.30, and that is on ABC. It's a funny show, actually. Yep. It's, yeah. It's uh, Dak Shepard is the husband, and they're, you know, as you said, it's uh, fresh out of water. Uh, fresh out of water, folks. <laughs> All right, and that is what I have for you in entertainment this morning. We have a bunch going on today. We have uh, Rob McElhenney. Yes. Checking in this morning, getting ready for the 2019 Cora Kids Golf Classic, which is coming up July 15th, Philadelphia Cricket Club. Uh, we are also going to have a couple of uh, indie drivers stopping by today. Tony Kanan and Matthias Leist are going to be here. The 103rd running of the Indy 500 is Sunday, by the way. Wow. That's always uh, that's always a sign that summer is yes. upon us yeah, when, when the Indy uh, comes up. So uh, that and a few other things. Our friends from uh, Sequoia Outback are stopping by. We have a concert announcement we'll get to as well. Stay with us. We've got a bunch going on. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Garnet Valley High School, Glen Mills, PA. You guys are for a coolest teacher, you're randomly chosen by Delco resident Casey Boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to tell us who the coolest teacher at Garnet Valley was last year, just text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We congratulated uh, Ms. Lorraine Heisler a little bit earlier this morning from Steinert High School in New Jersey and uh, set her up. She called in very, very nice and excited about uh, the summer and all that stuff. So we gave her the prize. So let's find out who it's going to be from Garnet Valley. Get on it. Um, Kathy, sometimes uh, on the program, will say, hey, I have something interesting that I want to mention. And we don't tell each other what it is. We just want to find out what it is on the air and get our reactions. Kathy's smiling right now. (laughs) Because I just think you guys are going to be surprised. Okay. All right. What is it uh, you wanted to share with us? So I went yesterday for Botox. What? I went to this, like, fancy-dancy mainline place. Uh, All these, you know, beautiful women in the waiting room. And I go in, and I sit down, and the doctor comes in. He explains everything to me. He has, like, a little booklet. By the way, for those who may not remember or you may be new to the show, Kathy is deathly afraid of needles. Well, not to mention, like, injecting something that I really don't know what it is into my body. A bovine toxin into your face? Yeah. We assume it's in your face, right? So, well, Steve, (laughs) it's not anywhere. (laughs) Oh, really? Really? So I went to the doctor's office, I sat in the chair, and I was like, so thank you for your time. I can't do this. (laughs) And I ran out. Really? Oh, my God. Yes, and it wasn't even the needles. It was, I think it was more so, like, what Botox is and what it does. And I think that 
<laughs> and the do- listen, the doctor was great. And I was like, I am so sorry that I'm wasting your time. He's like, you're not wasting my time. This is what I do. I do consultations all the time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I what? went in. I was in the chair and everything. They had it prepped. The nurse was in there. And I was Were like, you naked? I'm going to wait. No. <laughs> naked. no. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I naked for Botox? So, uh, you know, it, what, what kills me, and I that's that's very sweet because I know, listen, that holds true to your, you, you went to get Jace shots for something and, and you passed I out. I passed out on top of it. Right. Me. So you're, you're, it's the legend of your needle phobia is, is true. But um, the amount of people over the past couple of weeks who um, I found out are doing Botox is crazy. And- most of them are guys. Well, and because I think that it Calper. can be. Cowper. Yeah, Cowper mentioned it. I think yeah. it can be done where you don't look like you've had Botox. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I think that a lot of people, and, and that was sort of the reason why I made the appointment. Cowper convinced you? No, no, no. A lot of my friends, I've been just like recently we've been talking about it. And I, yeah. I'm like, do you get Botox? And like the majority of them are like, oh, yeah. Really? I might, I might try that again. Yeah. I know you thought I looked a little odd with it, Kat. It was horrible. <laughs> I, I might try. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. It, was, it was, you know, that Uncanny um, Valley. All right. So so with that, with you, I, and I'm curious if you guys have ever had a moment where you're like, you're next in line or whatever it may be, and you just, you, you're chicken out. You're just bailing. <laughs> I do. I went to go skydiving, uh, and my girlfriend at the time was going to do it with me. We got there. We watched the video. We signed all the <laughs> all the the release forms and all that stuff. Which, by the way, says you're going to die like 15 different times. Yeah, they right, have right, to. Right. They have to. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to suit up, and she just goes, "I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I'm, I I'm guarantee. Like, really? You, yeah. I'm like, we drove all the way out here, and you're not going to do it. I'm like, well, I'm doing it. You and did. So it. she just waited. I did it twice. It terrified and me. Said out. you'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. So you, you you clearly understand. They must see that constantly. I had actually. I was going for sky botoxing. Oh, oh my god! And I said this idea. is probably like too risky. Yeah. yeah. But they, like you know, when they were explaining it all, you know, so you're clear on exactly what's happening. And he's like, I think I'm going to do um, 25 units. And I was like, oh, 25 units. That's more than 20 units. I don't even know what you it don't means. even know what, I don't unit know what 25 is. units means. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> if I if I may ask because so many people are getting it and. I agree. I, the you was talking about your friends. The amount of people that I now know who are actively getting Botox is is pretty uh, large. Uh, where on your face? I was, so so I went for the consultation for like my forehead, and then yeah. the I, I guess they call it the eleven. It's like between okay, your yeah. Yeah. between your eyes. Um, and I was on as I was in there. I was on a text chain with everyone. I'm right. like I'm here, and they're like, "Yo, you're gonna love it. You're gonna, it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it." And then I was like, "I can't do it. I left." And they were like, "No, go back in. <laughs> go back." Well, you 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 had no you have no problem with the eyebrow king. I mean, I, listen, the, my eyebrows are great. It's yeah. just the wrinkles around them. I'm curious about also so medical procedures. Uh, some there there are elective procedures you can have done. There's you know uh, cosmetic surgery and things like that, mm-hmm. or it's something that's not necessarily vital to your survival that you can choose to have done. And I wonder if people have chickened out at the eleventh hour of that. And if so, do you still have to pay for it because they've the room is already set to go. The, the, the people are there working. They haven't done the procedure, but no, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Kath, I got a question for you, though. Um, you have your eyebrows waxed, right? Like, so they rip the hair out of your face? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what waxing is. I don't personally, personally get, I don't, my eyebrows don't grow crazy, so I don't get. So when you went to the eyebrow king, what did he, what did he do? He, I get them, I get them a little bit shaped, and then I get them dyed. 
Okay. He's not using but needles yes, but, on her but face. Wax. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's different than, than a needle. Right. Sure. Um, Pain-wise, it's not. like. So I'm you, not worried about the pain. She's okay. worried about this foreign body being injected into her. Into yeah. her. Okay. Bovine toxin being pumped right. into her skull. Right. Listen, and this um, this doctor that I went to, um, he do, he was telling me, he was showing me his Instagram account, and he was telling me that he can do um, like facelifts and liposuction under... Local anesthesia in his office. Liposuction? How is that possible? Yeah. And so I would imagine there's got to be people that back out of that. Like, the, you know, the, the prep at the hospital and all of that. And then, but to just walk into an office, I, I would run out so fast. When we were in uh, ninth grade, we went to Great Adventure for a school field trip. And um, there was a girl that I was really good friends with. And uh, she was deathly afraid of roller coasters. And we got in line for the Great American Scream Machine. It was like a half hour, 45 minutes long. Waited the whole time. And I was just, like, encouraging her. There's a whole bunch of other friends there who were, who were making sure that she felt good enough to do it. She literally sat down into the roller coaster, got buckled in, and had a panic attack and had to get no out. No kidding. And had to get off. And it was just – and I felt so bad for her on so many levels, but mostly because she was just incredibly embarrassed at having gone through all – and now it's like – you know, in in front of your ninth, ninth grade friends. It's, yeah, yeah, and you'll never live that down. Oh, no, I remember to this day. Yeah, but there you go. He's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe, who is on uh, the line. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Joe? Uh, I uh, Actually, when I was a kid, I was about 10 years old. Uh, I was told I needed to get a root canal. Okay. I uh, handled it pretty fine. I was okay. I've been pretty good. And then we got to the office, me and my dad, and uh, the doctor made a joke about the Finding Nemo scene. I completely lost my cool and freaked out. I had a panic attack. I tried to run out of the building. Joe, he made a late for work. He made a joke about Finding Nemo. Yeah, there's a scene in Finding in the, Nemo where the little girls or the boys waiting in the waiting room to get a root canal. Okay, yes, I remember it. Okay, that makes sense and, then. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as uh, he said that, it all like clicked <laughs> in my head, and I completely <clears throat> lost my cool. And then my mom showed up, and my mom and dad had to sign a release form for the doctor to give me laughing gas. And it ended with me uh, trying to take the doctor's nose. I was trying to steer my way around the office with a lamp. Uh, it was a pretty... Uh, we'll just drug him up real Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just put yeah. him out. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. I'm 25 now, so I constantly am reminded about it now, and it's been at least 15, 20 years since that happened. Well, wow. to that point, to your point, Preston, about Thanks, going Joe. in for a procedure like uh, this and like what he was just talking about, you know... Uh, the elective thing I was getting done for my esophagus. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to get it done, but I'm like, oh. And, y- you know, you have to psych yourself up for it. Yeah, and, and I was... Like right down to the last minute, you're going, oh, I could just make one phone call. I, yeah. I, I could just make one phone call. <laughs> I was supposed to to get sinus surgery. It ended up not happening yeah. because of insurance problems. But leading up to that, like a couple of days, I'm like, do I really need to do this? I'm like, is this the, you know. And uh, you're performing mental gymnastics yeah, as you're yeah. convincing yourself to follow through. That You know, I, I, I don't, I'm sure maybe when I was a kid, I did something and you just block it out because you felt so embarrassed. But most of the time, if I'm in line, I just hunker down and go through you it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I got a text from somebody saying that uh, people do it on airplanes more often than you think they do. Like getting ready to walk on the plane, and they're just like, "I, I, I, I can't I'm not do it." On. I have no I can't doubt. Do it. Yeah. A friend of mine who was a comedian, so he's a comedian who's traveling around. When I was doing stand up, this guy, I mean, it was a nightmare wherever he would travel, and and fifty percent of the time he'd be right there. I can't do this. I can't do no it. Oh he would lose gigs. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, I'm going to go to Frank. Uh, hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Frank? 
Well, we, uh, the restaurant and bar I worked for volunteered to go do the flute talk that you guys did years ago. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. It was yes. great. <laughs> so we did the stealth bomber, and there was four of us that had to push the stealth off the edge of the ramp, and one guy was going to stand on top. So the four of us run all the way to the end of the ramp, push this stealth bomber off, and then two of the guys jump off the edge. Me and the other guy look over the edge and said, the hell with this, we're backing away. No kidding. We just turned around and walked off the ramp. For for those who don't know, the Flugtag was uh, Red Bull used to do this thing where you would create a a flying machine, essentially, a good glider of sorts. Yeah. And they they had a barge. A really tall barge on the uh, the Delaware River over in Camden, and you would try to see how far you could fly it. And you, yeah, how high up would you say that was, Frank? Uh, it felt like about ten stories. Yeah, it was, <laughs> in reality, probably more like thirty feet or something like that. And uh, and yeah, uh, I guess some people would chicken out at the last second, getting ready to jump off of that thing. So yeah, well, walking walking off the ramp was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, did you feel? Yeah, you felt shame after that. Yeah, and then we had to hang out in the recovery tent. And we were bone dry, and the other four guys weren't. No. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, and you always have to weigh that out in your mind, too. Thanks, man. What, when you, so, you, you know, you, like, a, you see it all the time um, when people go up to the the ski jumps. Yes. You know, and they, they get up there, and then you see the angle down. Mm-hmm. And, no, uh, no. No, thanks. And then you have to, with your skis, go back down the steps right. and all that stuff. Hidden Hollow Swim Club in uh, Linville Orchards area, uh, they have a 10-meter platform. And I had heard about it forever. And then I finally got there, and I was probably, I don't know, 20, 21, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to do a one and a half. I'm going to do whatever. I got to the end, and I was like, oh, wow, this is... <laughs> This is really up here. This oh, is God. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I did, uh, I was like, I can't. Uh, I- I'm just going to jump. You know, but I had the, all this pie in the sky. But I didn't chicken out of, of going off altogether. You did something at I least. did something. And then I, mean- I and then I went back up and I did a just a forward dive. And that was it. I'm like, I'm not doing any flips off of this thing. There's no way. It's yeah. way too high. So you yeah. sort of followed through. No, yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. didn't do the dive you wanted to do. It's like Kathy's sitting there in the seat. The guy's yeah. got the lights on. Well, I know, but that guy with the flu talk thing. That's what I was going to say. Like, I understand that. Like, it, you know, it looks way different when you're looking at the, oh, yeah. the ground. We were a few years back. We were at uh, Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, and they have cliffs all over the place in this lake. And so we went to an area where our cousins knew where you could climb up on a cliff. And, you know, we were in the boat down the bottom, dropped the kids off, and they climb up, and then we're going to wait for them to jump off. And I'm telling you, Case, it was it was mm-hmm. probably a good 40 feet plus. I mean, that's really high up there. Yep. But, you know, Carter's getting up there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, he's, and it's, it's 30 minutes of us going, come on! Oh, really? <laughs> Just... Shut your eyes and go. One, two, three, go. I must have said one, two, three, go. go. Yeah. 50 times. As a diver, Kathy, you probably know it's like you, you just got to get up there and go. The go. Long, the longer don't even think wait. about it. Yeah, don't even, even think about it. Give yourself a, a count of three and just go. There's footage, and it was that the girl just, I think, just got out of the hospital from it, but they were on a uh, on a bridge over a uh, river. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So her, her friend thinks... She's going to help her and just pushes her. Oh, yep. no. oh And she goes, oh, she, she broke like three ribs. Yeah. yeah all an, sorts of medical nasty. situations. Yeah. And now she's being sued. She's I being think, sued. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I jumped off a, a cliff once and you just have to like not think about it. You you walk up there, go. And <laughs> fortunately, I was able to do it. Don't, don't. If you pause, if you. That's it. You're done. You're, you're done. You're done. Yep. Uh, I will go to Nicole because talking about the Botox thing here. Nicole, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Nicole. What's so, your story? Um, about 
11 years ago, before I got married, I decided I wanted to get my lips plumped just a little bit. I don't have very full lips, and I figured just for, like, the photos and stuff, it sure. was nice. So I decided to do it. My friend works at a dermatology office. She said she had done it. It wasn't a big deal. She would get me a discount, blah, blah, blah. So I decided I would try it. And they put this ridiculous numbing cream on your lips that numbs absolutely nothing. And there are many, many needles. And I got through half of my upper lip and was in tears and crying and cursing at the poor doctor. And I tried to leave the office with half of my upper lip slump. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and they're like, you can't, you're getting married. And I, I, was, I don't care about my baby. I felt my pimp. I couldn't even talk. I, and it took them about 45 minutes to calm me down, and then they did it, finished it rather quickly. But I, it was, like, the worst thing I've No, clearly, I, well, kudos to you to, for following yeah. through. I've heard, and I don't know you if this is to. the case with Botox, that after you get it, it can um, sometimes migrate in your in your right. Yeah, I think I think it can. Right, yeah, I think you got to be careful sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I even texted Doctor Mike and I was like, "Listen, how do you feel about Botox?" And I get a call immediately. <laughs> you don't need Botox. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. He goes, but medically, he goes, if you really want to get it, I'm okay with it. Okay. But you don't need Botox. <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah. Uh, it connects. They use it in migraine tre- migraine treatments as well. So, yeah, my girlfriend I, got it for that. When I had initially the stages of the achalasia, which is this esophageal thing that I've been treated for, I, I hunkered down and followed through with the procedure. Uh, that was a common practice where they would they would do an injection that'd be good for about six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there there are applications for it when you want to pump that bovine toxin into your skull. Uh, yeah. Botulinum toxin, not bovine toxin. Okay, yeah. botulism. botulism. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, yeah. let me go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hi. I wanted to hear about you chickening out at the last second. So I would say probably right after me and three of my best friends turned like eighteen, nineteen years old, we all decided we wanted to go get matching tattoos. Mm-hmm. And we picked, like, this infinity love symbol. The three of them went first because I was like, guys, I'm kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. Sitting there watching, immediately chickened out. All three of them got it. I still don't have it. <laughs> oh. oh, come on. <laughs> so they went through it. You sat there and watched them. Now, were they in intense pain while this was going on? or um, Two out of the three of them were. One oh. of them kind of bled a little bit. Well, that doesn't help. Out. Yeah. <laughs> And then I just had the words of my father in the back of my head, like, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you still friends with these guys? Uh, two out of the three of them I am. So I always see the tattoo, and I'm like, sorry, guys. And I'm like, you have it in spirit. <laughs> you have it in No, that doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, at least they, they have some material to bust on you with for the rest of your life. Pretty much, yeah, because yeah. I don't plan on getting it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm going to go next to Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Debbie? Um, I have four kids, and each time I was in labor, somewhere towards the end, I just, I don't know what happened, if I had a panic attack or what, but I just decided, you know what? Changed my mind. Made a big announcement <laughs> in the paper. I changed my mind. Not going through with the, the labor, not going to have the kid. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so for like the five longest minutes of my life, each time, I tried to convince everybody in the room, the doctors, the nurses, all, just stop the whole thing. I'll come back tomorrow. I just can't do it today. <laughs> well, you know what? It was, it's, well, Thanks, as an extension after that, it was just revealed the, the girl from Game of Thrones and the Jonas brother, they were right before they were going to get married. And that's a common, 
thing. You're you're right there, and you oh, back yeah. backing out at the last second. Yep. So they broke up the day. I think the day before they got married. Right. And then you know, so oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she just wow. revealed the story that Sophie, they were. Yeah. It went right down to the last second. Mm. Speaking of the pregnancy thing, some women will decide that they want to do a um, a natural birth uh, or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not not get the epidural, and then decide that they've changed their mind. I have a <laughs> and friend. Who sometimes changed it's too late. There's mm-hmm. there's a there's a point of no return. Where they can't do it at yeah. some point. She changed her. She did change her mind. I believe that it was too late for the epidural, but she was like at a birthing center, and she was like, "Get me out of here and take me to the hospital. I feel like I'm dying." Dude, like I don't even know if I could do the epidural because uh, I watched my wife get that, and like that thing just goes into your spine. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, I'd rather squeeze a watermelon out of my butt. Can you do than, that? Yeah, well, <laughs> if I had to. Stunts is coming back. <laughs> uh, there's a show called Life in, in Pieces, and. Uh, so the this couple is watching, you know, hey, come down and see how it's done naturally in a pool of water. And, you know, um, they're doing all the meditation stuff, and the, the woman gets into the pool. <laughs> this is not making me feel good about this. <laughs> all right, here's a couple of things. I think a phone call might have something to do with this, and I see a text as well. Sometimes where people will chicken out, and there's there's not a whole lot of choice that you have, is at the top of a double black diamond <laughs> ski run. Or a bowl or something right, like right, that. Right. And and you're like, yeah, I'll try it. And then you get to the edge. And by the time you get to the top of the run, there's usually nowhere else to go. <laughs> Except and, back on the lift. And and you look down at it and you're like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> right. Um, and you either, if you have to, I guess, you gotta, you're going to have to take your skis off and either try to walk your way down yeah. or slide down or whatever you can do or walk your way back to the lift. But you can't get back on the lift. No. The, you can't get back on the no, lift at the top of the mountain? No, top. Not really. How, why not? So, so here's a here's a text. Because it's not it's set up only for people to slide off oh. um, and not pick up. So uh, there's this, this, uh, this text says, F it, dude. Since we're sharing, I rode around the ski lift at Jack Frost for a half hour because I did not know how to get off. <laughs> And I was scared, and I was in my 30s at the time. Getting off the ski lift for the first time, oh, is yeah. it's difficult. It's a yep. little daunting. Yep, it can be. And Actually, I had skied for the first time in a really long time this past uh, March, and getting off the ski lift, even though I've done it a million times, I was like, oh, dude, how's this going to go? It's yeah. a little nerve-wracking. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Let me go to Ryan, because he's talking about a mountain. I'm not sure if skiing is involved or not. Hey, Ryan, good morning. I love you. I love you. Love you. <laughs> What's up, Brian? Good morning. Yeah. So, um, so this didn't happen to me. This happened to my mother. So okay. a couple of years ago, my my parents and I we took a trip to Sunday River, Maine. We skied the whole the entire weekend, and then the, our bus trip took us to Wildcat Mountain. Now, Wildcat Mountain is probably the coldest place in the East Coast, right? Because it's right next to Mount Washington, right? And so at that point, you're not skiing on snow. You're skiing on ice. So I, you know, like. Probably like like my fourth time skiing. I'm doing pretty well. All right, I'm I'm doing good. I'm pretty confident in myself. Right, my mother. She hasn't skied in about maybe 20 years. Right, so she's at the top of the mountain. She gets to the top and she just, she starts like zigzagging. She's like, I I can't do this. My dad literally has to tell her, "You're literally we're gonna die up here if you don't get down the mountain. <laughs> we're going to die up here. We're gonna freeze yeah, to death. We're going to die up here. We're going to freeze to death because it's like probably like 10 degrees, 10, 10 degrees, uh, 10." 10 degrees negative up there. Right. It's going, like, the wind speed at, like, 20 miles an hour, and they easily could have died of hypothermia. 
Wow. So he just he forced her to to make her way down, and probably took forever to get down. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, oh, I I got sick of it. I eventually just went down by myself, and I waited for them to come down. Well, I think that when someone's taking a, a two Thanks. decade break from skiing, the, the mountain you want to go back to is yeah. Wildcat Mountain, right? Yeah, Jeez. Instant Death Mountain. Uh, let me go to. Uh, hang on, sir. There's a couple of bungee jumping stories. I'm going to go to Ron. Hey, Ron. Good morning. Hey, Press. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Yeah, so I went, uh, it was actually, it was a hiking trip to a bungee jump. There's a five-mile hike just to get out there out in California, and there's a bridge just in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. And you bungee jump off of this bridge. It's like 150 feet high. Um, I was videotaping this girl who I was hiking with, and you have to actually climb over the rail and get on this tiny little platform. And as she's standing there, the guy does the countdown, five, four, three, two, one, go. And she starts to jump and then realizes at the very last moment she doesn't want to do this. Oh, no. And tries to hold on to the rail and ends up just tumbling off the side instead of a Ooh. nice, graceful jump. And ends up banging her knee and just kind of does this weird flowing towards the bottom and she's all dangling. So, so was she like, like, a, like a yo-yo going down? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it really you're supposed to get to the bottom. You're supposed to kind of do like a little flip, right. land like on your back, and then you spring and you can like sit and watch, you know, what's going on as you bounce. Meanwhile, she's just limbs everywhere, dangling, flailing. Oh, like you know, the, you know, the problem with bungee, the bungee stuff is that thanks because of social media and because of YouTube, when you see the the, the cord snap in some place, you yeah. know, and it's like. That's in the back of your mind. Yeah. You know, statistically, it's pretty safe, you sure. know, but stuff happens. And that's you know what, enough. Steve? There is the problem, and, and this happens all the time with cliff jumping. In fact, that chick Rachel from uh, The Real World yes. is is backing out at the, is at the last second. Can be very, That's very dangerous. Hurt. Yes, yeah. yes. So you just you, you that, have to see it Steve, all the way that, through. That was me. Like, I think of all the horrible things that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you're chicken out. That's of why you're chicken out. I did a bungee jump, but I did it over water, which made it a little bit better. How high up? Um, I don't even remember. It was over 100 feet. Okay, I was terrified. Yeah, I, I the whole time. Not, I, I, well, not the whole time. When I got up there, and they're like, "All right," <laughs> and they said, like the guy was saying, they do the five, four, three, two, one countdown, forwards or backwards, forwards. Okay, and and they. They had to count down a few times. I just you just didn't go. I had a, I had a hard time <laughs> oh, no. making myself do it, and I eventually I was just like, do it. And I have video of it somewhere, and it was the wimpiest looking jump off there because you would think you know you jump and you spread out and right. you fly. No, I like, I'm a god. I like I like knelt down and just oh. kind of. Like, <laughs> Um, did you close your eyes for the first jump, for the first second? No, no, I I, I kept it open, and it was man, it was scary. It you, was uh, it was, but fun. It was exhilarating, no question. Do you know it's one that gets people all the time, and it's uh, America's Funniest Home Videos always has the videos, and it's not even a real life threatening thing, but the people sit in the cage and they're pulled down on that slingshot. Yes, I've done that. Yes, people pay, pass out, faint all the time. Uh, but again, yeah. the, you know, it's not like bungee jumping. Here, I guess it is. This is here's here's a bit of a bigger one. This is my mom and her friends went to go sign up for the military. Oh, no. My mom oh. signed up and her friends chicken out and she got stuck in for four years. Oh my god! <laughs> but says, but she met my dad there, so that's the only good thing that's that good. happened. Wow, so that's uh, that's a big one. That's more than a Dude, tattoo. We're all gonna do this yeah. together. Oh my god. 
Uh, so there's a number of them. Uh, Somebody texted in uh, Joel Embiid on the top of that slide last year. Remember, he was down in the Bahamas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it took him like forever to go. Yeah, and it, like he was with uh, one of the Sixers owners, and he just wouldn't get in that thing in Atlantis. Wow, uh, that's right. The the water slide. Yeah, the, the giant one? slide yeah. in Atlantis. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so, and you figure for him, that's actually a smaller slide, right? It, does, it only takes him yeah. like two strides to get to the bottom. One <laughs> speaking of water slides, one of the things I want to do and I've never done before the water slides that put you in that like capsule I've yeah. done it with the trap door uh-huh. yeah. at the yeah. bottom. It, it, uh, but I'm a little afraid of that. Yeah, me too. I've done <laughs> it. You know what I mean? yeah. Where is the closest version? Dorney Park. Dorney Park. Yeah, they, they have that. I, I'm pretty sure they do. I'll have to double check, but I thought. Somebody Does it have a loop to loop? Now that no, we got to get so. to Dorney. Yeah, because I, I did so. that uh, in J Peak, Vermont, and somebody I, see if they can verify that about Dorney. Okay, it's <laughs> pretty wild because you stand there and then you know that the bottom is going to drop out. There's nothing you can do about it, but it, it is sort of it's like kind of a scary feeling. And and I've seen the operators of that uh, kind of toy with them. A oh little yeah. Bit. Oh, you ready? Yeah, it's going to happen any yeah. second now. Oh. Three, two. <laughs> hey, oh, are you sure you're ready? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. Wow. Any idea, Nick, if they have that or not? They have so many different slides at uh, at Dorney okay. and Wildwater Kingdom. I'm trying to figure out if they have that one that you're talking about. Do you know it's always scary when you have no bungee cord or anything and you just jump off a high rise? Yeah. Okay, that's so God, it's terrifying. so scary. Uh, I can't say. What does it say? Case. I'm going to move this. What does it say? Why is that cursor stuck there? I can't uh, read you're, that. You're using the wrong. I can't read it. Uh, okay, let me let me go There's to this call. Nothing on here. Not sure what this means. I'm going to go to Zach. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Good morning. First time caller. Awesome, oh. buddy. What's up, man? I froze halfway, about three quarters of the way up the dome of the Duomo in Florence, Italy. Massive church. You climb all the way to the top. Look over Italy. It's supposed to be epically beautiful. Me and my wife are on the way up. I get 100 feet up on the inside of the Duomo. We look over the edge. There's eight feet of plexiglass in front of me. I immediately slam back against the wall. Uh, completely terrified. My wife's like, come on, come on, come on. We have to go. There's people behind us. You, you got to go. I can't go. You got to go. Come on, come on. You got to go. No, 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 no. I, I, I can't go. I can't go. I can't go. <laughs> She's like, come on, we're going. So I make my way around the wall. We get up to the stairway to head up to the very top of the dome. Okay, okay, I'm better. I can do this. I can do this. We're climbing up the stairway. The stairway goes to about three feet wide, and now people are coming down as we're going up. There's only one way in. There's only one way out. Everybody's pushing, pushing, pushing. I make my way about three-quarters of the way up. I finally get to a spot where there's a small window. I look at her. I said, I am here. Come get me on the way down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. my face in the window. I breathe deep. Almost had a massive panic attack. People are looking at me. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. My wife made the way up, took the pictures at the top. It was so beautiful. It was epic. Amazing. <laughs> Never saw it. Never saw it. Hey, Zach, are, 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 you, are you traditionally afraid of heights? 
No, no, I was never afraid of heights in my life. I've done cliff jumping. I've done all kinds of crazy things. I still want to go skydiving. It, sometimes, Zach, yeah, it, no, sometimes it's just it's just a nuance. It's something about, yeah. in this case, something clicked in your mind and said, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what's it was, really... It was seeing everybody... Looking like small little ants oh. walking around the inside of the church, and I went, "Oh no, oh, no. I can't do this." All right, has anyone? I gotta get down. Thanks, man. Has, Appreciate the call. Do you know anyone who's ever done the the the, the bridge in Sydney? I, I, I oh, walked what, up on top the, of it. Yeah, my friend Doug did a tour of that. He it, said it was really cool. I is don't it, know if I could do that. Is it a wide platform or how? how yeah, is it? Yeah, is and it, there's handrails. Okay, uh, you don't or, think or you there, do there it? might be guide wires or something like that, but but it's not you know enclosed yeah. like from from the waist down or something like that. So it's yeah. you know a little <laughs> freaky. Hey, you know what can be paralyzing is the transition. So like getting off uh, onto. Tell me a, about it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting onto a ladder from a rooftop. Yes, I think that can be oh, yeah. very, very parallel. Or coming coming down. In fact, my buddy. Yeah, that's, what, he, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. When you're oh, I'm already sorry, on you're the going, roof, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Coming down. Ladder, yeah, yeah. Getting off the ladder onto the roof isn't that bad. My buddy Matt was stuck on my garage roof for <laughs> at least a half hour because he was terrified, and it was only like ten feet my off friend, the ground. <laughs> my friend's father had a panic attack on the roof, and and. Uh, it was it was just one of those things where he he just had to stay up there yeah. and just think about it. How you doing up there, Dad? I'm fine. <laughs> yep. uh, so, Preston, to answer your question, they do have one adorning. It's called Python Plummet, and uh, it's that they have the trap door. You stand on top of it, and then it drops you right down. Okay. All right. And uh, I can't get to these calls, but Roger said he went down that Dorney Park slide, and water goes right up your butt. Does it? Oh, yeah. Somebody texted awesome, and said it was the worst wedgie they've ever had in their life. <laughs> it's like a water. It's like an enema kind a of a water enema. Yeah. I've, I've had that water skiing before. Uh-huh. That's all. Always interesting. That's always fun. Uh, one more call because Corey's been on hold for 20 minutes and then we got to take a break. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, so when I was about 13, I was in the doctor's trying to get just like regular booster shot. Mm-hmm. And I decided an appropriate response to not getting the booster shot was punching the nurse <laughs> and running out into the waiting room in my boxers because I was so scared to get this shot. You wow. were so terrified. So you flailed and punched the nurse and ran out. Uh, were you just we- just wearing boxers? Just boxers. How yeah. old were you at the time, Corey? 13. 13 years 13. old. All right. And then, you know, I guess they could <laughs> maybe let you slide on I that. I was like... I was like five ten at the time. Okay, so, so you're almost you're a full man. It seemed like a full a full man in his underwear comes running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. were they were not happy. My mom <laughs> lost her mind. I bet. <laughs> Are, you, do you do you still have an aversion to injections? Uh, yes, but not nearly as bad as like <laughs> punching the nurse and right. out of the room. Wow. So Botox yeah. is out of the question for you as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Corey. Well, that's that's what happened. Kathy went for a Botox consultation. In the, ready to get it done. They even had like the needles on the tray behind me. And you up and left. I left. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever you'll ever give in and go get it done? I don't know. Would you do it here? Would you do it here in the studio? No. If I wouldn't do it in like a. Sanitized doctor's no, office. The difference is we can hold you down. Yeah, you Preston, can strap me down. Wait for the wrinkles to really settle in, and then. <laughs> well, it that's might the be problem. That's it. why I went. Like I was like looking in the mirror. I'm like, God, your these lines in your forehead are really deep. All four of them. <laughs> so I went. 
and I left. So you know what? I'm going to live with my wrinkles. All right. Thank fair you. enough. Fair enough. And my, the expression in my face. Well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. All right. I want to take a break, and I want to give away some movie passes. We have this screening of uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Uh, this is on Tuesday, uh, a week from today, 5 p.m. at the UA Riverview in IMAX. And we'll take five callers, and we'll put you on our list. Now, it's 5 o'clock, so it's a little bit early. Uh, keep that in mind because you need to be there by 4.30. But the movie doesn't open until May 31st, so we'll get you in next Tuesday. 215-263-WMMR, the number. Going to take a break. Come back in a second. We're going to get into the B-File. we got to talk to our buddy Scott Keenan getting ready for uh, Eggs with Peg on Friday. This Friday, official opening of the Jersey Shore. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's get them their stories for you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Coors Light. Join us, the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keenan's Irish Pub on Friday. This Friday, May 24th, presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. We're going to start with this, uh, and this is an unfortunate story, but weird nonetheless. Three months since a tiger was found in a cage in a vacant home. Houston police have made an arrest on the mystery uh, the mystery owner. Brittany Garza, who's only 24 years old, was taken into custody and charged with animal cruelty, a misdemeanor for failing to provide water, food, care, and shelter for the tiger that she named Raja. Uh, the year-and-a-half-old tiger made headlines when it was found in a vacant house by a concerned citizen who entered the home to smoke pot. Um... I think I'll just go in that home and smoke yeah, some pot. That house with the tiger seems good. And then they found this tiger in there. Uh, naturally, you want smoke pot, tiger? Uh, police were suspicious of the emergency call when they first heard it. The tiger was found in a small cage and only allowed room for him to stand up and move in a circle. Smells really good. I thought I saw a tiger. Inside the cage, uh, there was no food or water. It was lined with hay that was soaked in urine and animal waste that Aww. the animal was left to lay on. Insects and maggots were also found in the hay. Uh, it's good news that the tiger's in a, in a good place now, but... Uh, the bottom and working of, at a law firm. Uh, the bottom of the cage was made of plywood, and only a screwdriver was pinning the cage doors closed. Well, that could have been incredibly dangerous. Uh-huh. Officers remarked that the living conditions for the exotic animal were deplorable. I think there are actually now, Nick, and maybe you can look this up, more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild. There are. I, yes. I heard that stat this morning on the way into work. So the woman said that she had owned, she had raised Raja since he was a cub, and he became too big for her to take care of. She continued to say that uh, she had made arrangements for him to be picked up and transported to an out-of-town animal sanctuary. In the meantime, uh, she said that she left him in a garage at a friend's house. Now she actually really cares. Mind if I leave your tiger here? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he was. Can I leave my bowling ball and my tiger with you? Uh, she was in the process. She said the person was in the process of picking him up. Was supposed to pick him up the day before, but the weather was bad, and so on. Damn, Uh, I forgot the tiger. As for the tiger, he now resides at the Cleveland Armory Black Beauty Ranch in Texas. I don't know why the Cleveland Ranch is in Texas, but it is. Uh, where he is one of two tigers from roughly 800 other rescued animals. Why wow. didn't they send him to the Texas ranch in Cleveland? Yeah, that would make more sense. I don't remember where Tex come from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A business executive and his wife died and their sons were hospitalized when the couple's eldest son served them sherbet laced with cyanide. Oh, oh my God, that's not one of the ingredients. 21-year-old uh, Mamet Khan Kalkan was arrested after he was treated for a slight case of poisoning. The chemistry student is accused of tricking his parents to try his new sherbet in the family's home. When the couple uh, sipped on the cold drink traditionally consumed in the holy month of Ramadan, they felt they fell ill. 
Uh, Calkin tried to force feed his brothers, a 16-year-old and a 4-year-old, with a poison drink, but it spilled on them and him by accident. Police and paramedics arrived at the scene after his mother managed to alert their neighbors. The mother and father ended up dying later on. So you're saying this is Sherbert? Yeah, that's uh, what it says. Okay, I'm, I'm more familiar with the uh, the ice cream-ish Sherbert. Yeah. I, maybe it's, I, yeah. maybe you make it into a milkshake type thing. I don't know, but they huh. were drinking it. We used to add uh, Sprite to our Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. You could drink it that way, yeah. Uh, police detained the young man later. Uh, media outlets reported that the suspect who is studying chemistry was also involved in an online commerce but recently suffered from commercial losses and was having some psychological trouble. It seems that way. Yeah. Kissing cows. You know, it's all the rage in Austria right now. It's fan-freaking-tastic. But it endangers the animals and those smooching them, warn officials. The disturbing trend has been promoted by Swiss app called Castle, which launched its bizarre cow kiss challenge to raise money for charity. Uh, But now the practice has been slammed with politicians and farming officials saying that it is creating a nuisance and could lead to people being trampled to death by upset cows, particularly those with calves. Castle has been encouraging people in Switzerland, Germany, and Austria to kiss cows for a good cause. Well, that actually replaces the alpaca salad tossing. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, But they launched this uh, on Wednesday. As a result, people have been filmed wandering onto paddocks, uh, approaching cows before puckering up and smooching the confused animals. Uh, the state veterinary director, Joseph Kussler, said this is very dangerous, especially for those approaching cows looking after their calves. They must not be incur- encountered in any way. Attacking unknown animals is irresponsible for self-protection and animal welfare. Is your best bet to find the sluttiest-looking cow? Mm, if you want to get away yeah, with yeah, a kiss, yeah. maybe. A Pensacola man was arrested for allegedly exposing his genitals and scooting toward women while riding a Walmart in-store scooter. Oh, man. Uh, Keegan McCants was arrested and charged with indecent exposure. Police responded to the Walmart after a man allegedly exposed his sexual organs to at least one female shopper and one female employee. A store patron told police that she had been shopping in the apparels and accessories department. I'm coming over to you. And had just turned down the sunglasses aisle when she heard a man say, hey. (laughs) The woman turned around and saw McCants sitting on one of the store's motorized scooters with his genitals exposed. Did you order a penis? Uh, she reportedly told him to leave, but he didn't, and instead scooted toward her. I'm not going to leave. This is Walmart. Uh, the report states the woman managed to get away and tell Walmart management about what had happened. Now, police also interviewed a store employee who had been stocking shelves in the home goods department when the man approached her on a scooter. The, man, the employee said the man told her that she was pretty and that he liked her hair. Oh, my God. She acknowledged his compliments but decided to move one aisle over to stock shelves in a different spot. But she said the man scooted after her, all while telling her how pretty she was. She turned around to look for a second time and said the man remained in the scooter and had his genitals exposed. So was this guy actually ambulatory or was he just lazy? Oh, I have no right. idea. Uh, management informed officers that they had last seen the man enter the men's restroom. They wi- they waited for him to come out and detain him when he exited the bathroom. What? Both witnesses identified him <laughs> as a man on the scooter who had exposed himself. Uh, let's go with this. How about uh, two students at Southern California High School will face severe consequences after a photo of them holding up a racist promposal sign sparked outrage among students, uh, former students and parents on social media. And this isn't the one that we hear about all the time of, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not black uh, or so I don't pick cotton, but I'm picking you. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not that one. That one has popped up a few times. This is a different one. The principal, Alan Tyner, said uh, in a statement Wednesday that, uh, he would be meeting with all students class by class to review appropriate behavior. Uh, the photo, which was shared by several outraged Instagram and Twitter users, showed the two teens holding up a sign with one of the students 
uh, names followed by, you are a racist, but I would give anything for you to go with me to prom. And certain letters in the name and the sentence were capitalized and bolded to spell out the N-word. Uh-huh. What is wrong with these people? Uh, so they've been in touch with the parents and the authorities, and they have uh, you know, told everybody, yeah, can't do that. And then we'll do one last story. And Celebration is the town that Walt Disney World was built, or that he built, uh, but actually it may be called Walt Disney World. Some upgrades in the downtown Popular Fountain are getting a second look because there's some spelling errors. Two of them, most notably, is Walt Disney is spelled with a D instead of a T and Walt. Walt Disney? Walt Disney. And they added an extra T and A in what is supposed to be uh, Captiva Island. And the directors were also wrong with South, with St. Petersburg to the east and New York City to the south. Wow, so they, have, they have signs pointing to these places. That's pretty wild. Uh, that's a lot of mistakes yeah, yeah. in one shot. Uh, they also had Mookie Mouse. So they've closed the fountain and they are working on it. And apparently the contractor has taken full responsibility uh, for making the mistake don't and the corrections. Think, you'd be a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, don't you? Don't you? Hey. Uh, let me get three or four people. Check the spelling on this yeah. before we commit to it. Might want to do that. All right, and that's the Bizarre File. Ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, actually Thursday, we're headed down and getting set. Yes. We get up early the next morning, and we head into Keenan's Irish Pub oh, for the one and only Eggs with Peg. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the proprietor of that establishment, our friend, Mr. Scott Keenan. Yeah. Is here this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, man. How you doing? Doing well. What the hell are you doing here? You should... Yeah, <laughs> right. I was actually uh, trying to steal a bike in the neighborhood for the, to, for the summertime. So oh, there you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Why not? Oh, man. So we're getting ready. We're prepping for this whole thing. I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah, we are. What's what's like? You guys always have something new to tell us about. You know, um, anything? No. no okay. This year we're uh, we're gonna go back to the basics. Okay. Uh, uh, of the summertime, you know, we're going back to you know strong bands for the whole our summer. Great specials. Um, doing a new food takeover. Uh, changed our menu, tweaked our menu a little bit. We're going really? Back to the basics. Yeah, we still we still put a lot of emphasis on our reunions for the summer. North Catholic, Cardinal Doherty, Roman Catholic, Callahan. Which is huge. There's always something going on. But, I mean, yeah. at a certain point, you expanded. You can't go any further. You got the area covered. There's a ton going on. I mean, over the course of the years, you've been tweaking and perfecting, and I think you got there, right? Yeah, 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 we're we're almost there. The yeah. only place I could go was up. Uh, yeah. Is that in the oh, yeah, is that in the up. works? Uh, well, I'm sure know. the town would. <laughs> you probably have to jump through a few hoops for that one. Yeah. Scott, we got a text this morning uh, from a listener who was asking about Keenan's because uh, every year there are people who've never been before, and they asked uh, what time do people start lining up outside of Keenan's? And the honest to god answer is that there are people that get there in the two and three o'clock range. Oh Most people, god. I would say, probably in the five o'clock range. But by the time we get there. Uh, somewhere in the 5 o'clock hour. There's a line. The line is around the block. It's yeah. pretty nuts. I came up last night, and I think there was that tents out front of our place. <laughs> yeah. it, looked like the, it looked like the new movie coming out for our Best Buy or something like that. you know. But uh, <laughs> By the way, you you, you got to love the weather forecast. It's sensational. Yeah, I've seen that 72 yeah. and a little hazy. That's a uh, no beach day for everybody. That means I have to come out in the <laughs> afternoon for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! So I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time down in Wildwood over the summer, and you guys always have something going on. Uh, last year, I was uh, right by your place. There was a big food truck festival that was going on right in front of your your awesome. establishment. What else you got going on this summer? Well, uh, the city of North Wildwood's fantastic. They're always uh, business friendly. Um, uh, June fifteenth, Father's Day weekend, they're starting a taco fest. Which, which is, uh, we're going to help out with that. But uh, every other Thursday, they do the night out. It's called with all the uh, different food trucks. They have a uh, barbecue and blues weekend down there. 
they naturally have Irish Weekend down there. That's the biggest in the, on the East Coast. Uh, they're really uh, they're really encouraging people for uh, the walk around uh, family type of atmosphere. When you have uh, bands there, what nights do you usually have them there? We have bands seven nights. Uh, we start off on uh, Sundays with the Soul Cruisers. They're still there. They're our 18th the year. Every too. Sunday? Or uh, just every, mon- every Monday. I'm sorry. Every Monday for every the Soul Cruisers. No kidding. Sundays. God, yeah. they're a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, every Sunday I have the Giuliano Brothers. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Giuliano Brothers this year for the first time, they're playing right after you guys for uh, Exopeg. Oh, so you're going to have live music right after us? Immediately following right out on Angry Jacks right there. So the Giuliano brothers will be playing out there from um, from 11 to 3. Are you amazed, as we are, that in all these years we haven't gotten you shut down yet? (laughs) Well, it's it's funny you say that, Steve. Uh, On the way, I was driving in this morning. I thought about the top three. I don't know if they're necessarily top three good things. You know, when Casey shot the guy with the... uh, with the uh, salt gun, and uh, the cops were outside. And like, there's really not a gun in that place. Is there? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> gun per se. Uh, what else? The uh, the dunk tank. The dunk tank. I, that, listen, that guy's still calling me for uh, for the for the money for the for the dunk tank. You know. So. Oh my god. It was a fecal dunk tank. Yeah. So we we revised, we revised some things, and uh, we, we kept it all within the listen. Boundaries will be pushed, but uh, you you should you should manage to keep your business by the end of the day. So that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know. It's such a good time, and people come in. Your staff is so good at handling what is really – that's a massive group of people coming in that early in the morning, and, and you, you keep it all together. Everyone has a good time, and it just keeps – by the time we're leaving, it's, you know, it's it's well into 11 o'clock, 11.30, and, and people are out in force and going. Yeah, it's, it, it has become an event, and yeah. it's not just an event for us. It's been an event for you guys uh, – you know, I, I don't know if it's up there with your uh, MMR barbecue or your cardboard it's class. Way there. It's, it's way up there. It's way up there. Of course it is. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, it's become events for everyone. I mean, I get texts all the time. What time could I? My kid just turned 21. <laughs> uh, you know, the day before, what time are we allowed uh, in and uh, things uh, like uh, that. Um, you know, people, I have a story. I was telling Nick about a girl. Uh, you know, she's my special guest uh, this year. Her name's Rachel, 23 years old. She uh, stage four breast cancer, mm. oh. 23. So she scheduled her. Her uh, sessions in between eggs with peg, oh so she God. so she could be here. Wow, you know, so people have really became, you know, infatuated with with with, with this is. You've uh, had a lot of, a lot of stories over the years of people, and obviously there's there's, uh, you know, so much support that you do for the community and the police and the military and all, all that stuff. And there's always something going on in, in relationship to that, and uh, you give back to, to to so many people. There's just a, a general good vibe there. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, so, so besides all the, the summer events and stuff like that, when do you officially get to take time off? Cause now I think you're coming into your real hard working period. Are you not? Yeah. I, I tell everyone my summer's over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is. It had to be, it's ha- I was thinking it had to be the absolute converse of what we experienced. Yeah. I, I have two boys, uh, 11 and nine and they've been to every one. You know, I've, oh, yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. they were in the, uh, in the car seat sitting on the bar, you know, back <laughs> in, in the very beginning right there. Uh, but I try to take some time off for, for sports with um, November and December with uh, the Eagles and, and okay. things like that. So that right. That's usually my summer. Uh, Scott, with, uh, you know, obviously we want to encourage people to come down for our live broadcast, but that's just the start. So what else is going on uh, later in the day, the rest of the weekend? Yeah, uh, we have a pack lineup. We have a great lineup. And the whole street does. The whole North Wildwood is really uh, cleaned uh, their act up, as we like to say. It's no more childhood. <laughs> anymore it's uh you know but we're catering to a whole different clientele now i have uh giuliano brothers on saturday sunday night you mentioned I, them yeah yeah I have masquerade uh saturday afternoon i have jameson uh on sunday love those guys they play yeah. our camp out for hunger they're, yeah. they're a I have, blast i have a new band they're called gem and the vibe young right. up-and-coming uh horn band uh fun band 
Um, and then I finished the weekend off with the Soul Cruisers. Uh, I also have um, Brazier. John Brazier. John does, Brazier? Yeah, he What's does, he doing? He does a radio show for the he Phillies does. games on Sunday afternoons there. Oh. So him and uh, Ricky Bo will be yeah. down. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. All right. John likes the uh, home run calls. <laughs> he really <laughs> has fun with those. Uh, you guys hiring at all? Uh, we're always hiring. Yeah, because it's a small army of people that work there, and yeah. it's just an impressive amount of people running around behind the scenes, moving beer, like doing every little bit of uh, of work that needs to get done to you know make Memorial Day weekend as memorable as it is. Yeah, we we, we, we our staff turnover isn't that significant. It's pretty h- tough to get fired from Keenan's and all. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> what could you possibly do, shy of burning the place down? Yeah, yeah. We, from our perspective, the, we, we see the staff they're running around costly because we go outside yeah. To, yeah. to prepare for our contests and things like that. And there's barbacks and servers and people that are in security that are all over the place. One of my favorite things to do is because I always forget while we are in the thick of we're in that room and there's all those people and it's just mobbed is the whole outdoor portion of Kenan's we don't even see from where we are. Yeah. And at some point during a commercial break, I will go. There's a spot where you can, in the back, where you can climb up on the roof. And you can look over and see down. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's a small city. There's a, <laughs> there's a whole other population over here yeah. that I didn't even know about. Yep. And the show is pumped out there. They can yeah. hear that on the, I think, so, and maybe a few monitors. I'm not sure, TV monitors. But it's 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 an amazing couple of you know, hours for our show. And then it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. So we'll be down on Thursday night. So we'll probably see you as we're getting ready for that. And uh, and then doing the broadcast Friday morning, man. Yeah, we're, we're pumped up. I think we're going to get it right after 21 years of uh, business. Our 21st season. We're finally legal. No. Ah, this wow. is it? This is your 21st season? This, this is our, yeah, it's our 21st summer season now. God. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, in in uh, in the bar world, that's an achievement. In dog years, we like to say. Yeah. Right? There yeah. you go. No, nice, man. It's, it's, congratulations. Well, cool. Anything we're missing before we let you go? No, no. I, you know, Coors Light and Miller Light Kramer Beverage has been absolutely fantastic with us all these years, and they're the sponsor, and that's the only product that we saw that day, and and uh, we're fired up. Excellent. All right. All right. Thank you, Scott Keenan, guys. It is this Friday, and uh, they start lining up early. Be a part of it if you want to get down front. So uh, we're all going to be on board. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Got a concert announcement coming up in a little bit, and a few guests, including Rob McElhaney. Yeah. Stay there. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Nick's got a shard out, everybody. I do. What is it? I had an appearance on uh, Sunday, and uh, I was at the Sprint store in Northeast Philly. It's just off of uh, Cotman and the Boulevard, and uh, a really nice guy named Tony stopped by and brought me and the crew and everybody at the Sprint store pizzas. uh, He didn't ask for anything, but I wanted to give him a shout-out anyway. He works at Ernie's Pizza uh, on Cotman, so thank you so much, Tony. He just went out of his way to be a nice guy and bring us some pies, and I really appreciate it. So thank you, Tony. That's nice. There we Excellent. Go. Hey, uh, we have a concert announcement coming up. Uh, we're going to get to that around 9 o'clock. Uh, this is not a concert announcement, but it's kind of a, a little personal thing. Mm-hmm. I joined a band. Whoa! I did. Yeah. I'm now in really? a band. I'm yes. so happy for you. Yep, yep. it's been fun, and uh, we haven't played any gigs yet. Okay. But we're working on it. And uh, the, the toughest part, because we're all, like, my age. Does your mom complain that you play too loudly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You boys, stop it stop down there. Stop it. No, but we're all, uh, we're all guys that are around the same age range, early 50s, and just want to get out and play for fun. And 
uh, I was approached by this guy, Dave. He's like, hey, I saw you. I saw the video of you playing with Antonio Sanchez, and I knew you played drums, and uh, you know, you want to get together and jam. I was like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, well, where we practice is like two miles from your house. I'm like, oh. Yes. Yeah, that's Whoa. that's, that's yeah. selling point. Now the question, and I know this is a question for you, can uh-huh. you know, these guys, you play at a certain level. Yeah. You say they're... They're, They're good. good, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. It's, yeah, uh, it's fun, and and you know, three part harmonies and keyboards, and, and it sounds great. Very so, nice. So here's here's what I want to mention now. With being at, at the age that we're in, we're all we have careers, we have families, we're very right. very busy. So we're looking to maybe play like once a month. And they already book gigs. Uh, these guys have played for years together. The band is called Saint, by the way. Saint. And uh, but. Uh, I, we're, we're looking at our schedule, and so they, they were like, oh, okay, so we got these gigs we can play here, 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 and I'm the new guy here. I go, play any of them. guys, I can't play any of those. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who brings in? Sorry, man, I'm busy. I got this, that, and that, and so on and so forth. So here, here's what I'm throwing out there, since I have this yeah. testing one, two, three microphone here. Uh, we're available on June 29th if any <laughs> bars are listening. <laughs> And you're looking for a solid party band. Wow. What? Well, I can't make it June 29th. How how big is your band? (laughs) It's four. It's a four piece. Okay. So Saturday, June 29th. We'll probably get you into guppies. (laughs) Guppies. Conchie. That's perfect, man. I don't have to go far at all. (laughs) All You would love it. Yeah. You know, know, sales is going to come running. You know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, to see the premiere of Preston Elliott's (laughs) Saint in concert. One night only. (laughs) concert. If you want an opening act, uh, Jace is now in a band as well. Uh, Is he? He has his first show uh, out of a garage on uh, in two weeks. Really? Out of yes. a garage? Oh yeah, my God. it's a garage band. Uh, I Listen, one of the funniest and things I've seen, you guys know Derek from the Flyers, Derek. Uh, yes, yeah, yep. He is, his son is four and a half years old. Elvis. His son, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Isn't that great? He is, I've never seen anyone want to be a rock star <laughs> more the, the than kid? this kid in my life. Yeah. Oh my God, how cute. Derek has a, a a setup for him. They bought like a light show for him, and every night he puts on a concert. And Kathy, when I tell you, this kid has at four and he's not even in kindergarten, and he's got these rock star moves. I was. Is there video? In, yes, and and Derek was showing to oh me. Oh my god, it's hilarious. And this kid has got toed like you would not believe. Oh my Marissa, god, I love it. I don't want to be brag, but Julie and I, my friend. Bought Elvis that gift for his birthday last year. No. What the lights? We went to uh, Guitar Center. We know how much he loves to be a rock star. <laughs> Every single night he plays, we bought him that as a gift. And it was so funny because he was opening it, and like a little kid wants a, a Spider Man like toy they can rip right out of the box. He was opening this box. He had no idea what it was. We went downstairs and open and set it up, and he wouldn't leave for three hours. And oh Kathy, he's like he's <laughs> he's lip syncing Buck Cherry songs and stuff. Like he's a total <laughs> rocker. It. We got to get Derek to send his video so we can post that because Absolutely. it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. No shirt on, leather jacket, fog machine. <laughs> Come on, and he's four, four. Yeah, wow, oh, I love this. It's awesome. Yeah, that kid is a rock star. It, like Derek will bring him to games, and he has no fear of any players walking up and down the hallway. He's just a really outgoing, 
rock star style of a kid. And his name, Elvis, is just a one. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And, and Derek, see, he's been on our show before. Is the equipment manager for the Flyers? You see him at almost every game. You'll see him on the bench and when they're when they're playing. But I, it's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But anyhow, um, yeah. So uh, if, you, if it's not Gub, listen. Anyone interested in booking the uh, the what is now the up and coming band Saint? Taint. I think you should switch it to Taint. Taint. You can call us Taint if you want to. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah. It's it, and dude, it's everything from uh, the the website says Maroon Five to Metallica. Wow. So we're playing, and, and there's you know we, we have some Bruce in there. We've got uh, Journey and and just some fun songs that that we enjoy playing. There's even Pink and Prince. Ooh. So you're doing all that? Yeah, oh, I love it. It's and fun. I'll, and I'll tell you what, if you play Guppies. I'll come out for you. Will you come out? <laughs> yes, you won't. No, she won't. She will not. Yeah. Guppies, of course I no, will. No, you won't. What are you, nuts? But that's perfect because I don't want to drive too far either. Yeah, right. I don't want to go too far Well, away. and then I don't have to drive. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so you didn't name the band? <laughs> no, I joined. They, they already joined the band. Okay. They needed a drummer. Just because you have a list of, like, much better names. and not Nothing against no, Saint. No, but no. Like Saint is fine. There's a, there's a running list that's Figging, years old. Docking. No, oh, was pegging and docking. Pegging and docking. Um, Dude, you should call yourself docking with two Ks, like docking. Yeah, yeah docking. Steve, the cucks. The cucks, yeah, the cucks. yeah, yeah. The humiliation uh, cucks. Where, um, where does Saint come from? Do you, did you even ask? No. That's it's a totally fine name. I have yeah. no idea. No, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just playing in the band. <laughs> yeah, I said, so well, let me ask well, you something. With it. these gigs that are... Other gigs? Who fills in when you're not able to do it because of your radio? No, there aren't other gigs. Oh, I mean, so they'll only book gigs. Yeah, with these you. are potential. Yeah. I'm, okay. Dude, I'm the drummer. I know, yeah. but I just so, but don't want to hold the band back. Yeah, it's just going to be for fun. It's like once a month, right. every six weeks or something. Get out and play a gig and have some fun. So hey. that's that's what it's all for. So anyhow, next email barbecue. me. Email me, Preston at wmmr.com. All right. So anyhow, I just it's a big deal. I, it's for, totally cool for me because it's uh, I haven't done this in a long, long time. Played regularly with people, and yeah. it is I'm having so much fun. Cool. And I'm pr- and now I'm like playing every day. I'm practicing every day. I'm getting my chops back. I'm, I'm I can feel it. I'm getting better, and uh, so it's uh, it's kind of a reinvigorating a little bit. Well, your shoulder. Uh, it's better. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. It bleeds occasionally. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, if you can grab some video. I'm sure people would like to see that. Yeah, you know what? I'll have to make sure the audio is is halfway decent sure. too. But uh, somebody texted in and said Trap Tavern. Yeah, we want to play there. They, trap, in fact, trap. This, this band plays there quite a bit. All so, right, which is perfect because that's close by too. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to drive too far. <laughs> 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 There's that a whole beard. I'd like to just stay around Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of local areas, this is pretty cool. Somebody sent this to me. Doylestown has been named the winner of USA Today's Best Small Town Cultural Scene. Did oh, you wow. see this, Kat? No, I didn't see it. As determined by readers on their 10 best site, the Bucks County Gem beat out cozy and artsy villages from across the nation. Wow. There's another uh, Pennsylvania town, and more correctly, southeastern uh, Pennsylvania town. Media is number five. Hey! Oh, How about that? That's pretty cool. I love Doylestown. Doylestown, you know what, Kath? Yeah, I, I I told you it was early. Maybe it was no, it was last year. We went and did an escape room in Doylestown, yeah. and I had driven through Doylestown, just never really taken the time. Other than the uh, uh, the lice clinic that we went to to get our lice removed, <laughs> but their their lice clinic is so quaint. It's so it is. good. But anyhow, I never really spent time. So we went and did an escape room, and then we went and had dinner. And we went by, I guess it's a hotel or something like that that has the the restaurant in it. Yes. I'm like, 
This yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that little town. What's I love main... coming here to get DeLouse. <laughs> What's the Main Street in Doylestown? Is it Main Street by any chance? Uh, I think it is. Main Street in Doylestown. Because uh, I, ha- I used to have a gig, a regular Thursday night gig there, and I loved it. I, You know, except for the fact that it was, you know, over an hour away from my house, and I was there till like... Almost midnight on on Thursday nights. I just I thought it was, and it it, it definitely feels like media. Like they're they're, they're two similar vibes. That's that they, in a travel brochure. Yeah. Well, we now feel they like built media. that. Now they built that two hundred two um, like bypass that you can you can use. Uh, you don't have to get on the turnpike. Steve, it says it on the sign when you enter it. Welcome to Doylestown. Yeah. Feels like media. Wouldn't that <laughs> and be then nice? when you go to media, <laughs> feels like Doylestown. Yeah. yeah. So here's what they had to say when you're um, too lazy to drive to media. In their description, uh, in their in their write up in USA Today, it said this Pennsylvania huh. town is home to the Doylestown Cultural District, where visitors will find both the Mercer Museum and James A. Uh, Meichner Art Mitchner. Museum. Mitchner, okay. Yeah. Um, a home to a collection of Pennsylvania impressionist works. Wow, like uh, Rich Little? No, not that type oh, oh. of impressionist, like uh, Monet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, steps. <laughs> Uh, within steps of Main Street, uh, the Art Deco County Theater built in the 1930s still screens movies. And apparently it was a, pav- uh, a panel of five travel experts uh, and writers that uh, selected wow. a field of 20 candidates in the final 10 were determined by a popular vote. That's pretty damn cool. I like well, that. Whole, whole mess of quaintness. So the other one's on the list, just to give you some perspective. Oh, they're all hellholes. Uh, number two is Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Number three is Tarpon Springs, Florida. Uh, Staunton, Virginia is fourth in, oh. than media. You've been to Staunton? My brother got married in Stanton. It's Stanton, actually. Oh, Stanton. It's, it's spelled okay. Staunton, but it's spelled, uh, pronounced Stanton, and uh, my sister-in-law is from there. It is, it's a really nice little town. Uh, five is media, Pennsylvania. Six is Paducah, Kentucky. I've been there a few times. Uh, Easton, Maryland is seventh, and you have uh, Traverse City in Michigan. To be honest, I'm surprised Phoenixville is not. Uh, yeah, Phoenixville. Right. We went to dinner there last weekend, and I, I go... Beautiful little I've uh, been... Town. Each time I go, it seems to be... It's getting re- better. Refreshing even more. The amazing Phoenixified. thing about Phoenixville is, man, it was so depressed. All the industry left in the 80s and 90s, and I grew up not far from there. I grew up in Paoli, and you would not go to Phoenixville. It's just You would, you would actually go out of your way to avoid Phoenixville because it, it, it got overrun with drugs and crime, and the turnaround that they've had since the mid-90s, I'd say, is really remarkable. And yeah, every year it gets better. The only issue with Phoenixville is getting in and out of Phoenixville because yeah. they, they've built up so much, which is nice, and they have a lot of new restaurants and, and places to live, et cetera, but the traffic is an issue. Do you think they'll ever be able to fix that? Because it doesn't... I, I'll give you a fix, uh, but I don't know if it'll ever happen. It's a, a train line. They need a commuter yeah. train line. and Monorail. The, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, the, to extend a, a train line from, say, KOP out to Collegeville would be a great idea, but it's probably a $5 billion project. Yeah. Uh, number nine on this list is Guthrie, Oklahoma, and then number ten is York, South Carolina. So these are smaller communities, <laughs> small town cultural scene. That's pretty awesome. That I like we have those uh, those areas. There's some wonderful towns to visit. You know, day trips. Yeah. Here's another thing uh, in our area uh, to mention, um, and I have not seen this myself, but the lobby of the new Comcast Tower. Yeah, there on the second floor. Um, apparently there's this gigantic golf ball looking thing. It's an orb. Marissa, have you seen it at all? You haven't. Okay. Um, so it's across from Vernick Coffee Bar and nobody's known what this is. They haven't said for months. It's just been like this mystery thing that's been there for a while and they just revealed what it was last week. So it's called the Universal Sphere 
It's a cross between virtual reality and a planetarium, and it's the creation of Comcast CEO Brian Roberts and Steven Spielberg. He oversaw the project with him, and so it's like a theater inside, right? Like 25 people, I think, can be in it? Inside the spherical theater, Comcast shows a six- to seven-minute film about the power of ideas. Ideas. Is it like total, uh, yeah, except for maybe even the floor, is it totally like 360? The power of ideas. (laughs) All-encompassing? You have an idea. You got an idea. We got an idea. Why idea was to build a huge golf ball where you could sit in? <laughs> that was an idea. <laughs> Do you want we should show you? Yeah. No. Now we'll show you birds and crap. Because <laughs> it was an idea. Uh, because there is that one scene. Is it Mission to Mars? Mission to Mars. Yeah, Mission to Mars, not Red Planet. Where, not Red Planet. Where they end up in, like, the alien uh, area. When Gary Sinise found out how he was going to travel to the other planet. Right. Uh, so they're in. They're inside this mountain on Mars, and the Martians basically show them... The solar system the and solar, everything? Yes. It's but like it's that. all-encompassing. I believe it's like that. I would love to be in something like that. Okay. Brian Roberts has began a, with an idea. <laughs> Has a place in this building. I think the forty-fifth floor, whatever, is his. We have yet to be. Oh, uh, I thought you meant our building. I'm like, what do you? No, oh, yeah. we have a forty-fifth floor. No, and the, the uh, I don't know. One of the floors on the, the new Comcast Center is all Brian Roberts. I would love to see just an elevator shaft that goes up to a forty-fifth floor. <laughs> One single floor sitting up there. Where there's, we only go up to six floors here. It's, but it's uh, the only thing holding that up: the elevator shaft. <laughs> Uh, so there's a six to seven minute film, like I said, about the power of ideas. Ideas. Uh, it's a futuristic and immersive experience. It's free, uh, but about 25 people can watch at a time. So Comcast has a, an app that you can uh, get a ticket. And two years time. ago, I had an idea. I'm going to build a huge effing golf ball when you could see An idea. The power unleashed. Twenty five people. The fire department had an idea. If you exceed that, we're going to give you a ticket. <laughs> so that's why it's 25 people. That's the idea. That's the idea. So I assume it's, it is, I believe, it's a fully encompassing experience, correct? Yeah. Here, let me go. Well, Derek can tell us a little bit more. He works in Derek the Derek will tell us. Hi, Derek. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, oh! man. What's up, Derek? Uh, I worked at the Comcast building when they were building it, and oh. uh, it was a... Separate room at first. Do not enter. You know, they had a security guard. And then after they took the walls down, they had a tarp up. They would not let anybody walk in, look in, couldn't even see it. Then once they uncovered it, you could see what it was, but nobody knew what it was. And they, no one was talking about it. It was the biggest secret. And now I finally know what it is. Now you know because of you worked in the building and didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's crazy looking. They were testing it, and we still didn't know. We can, we were seeing these lights flashing inside of it. I was like, what is this thing? Wow. I'd, I'd be curious to see. Thanks, man. There's yeah. an idea right across from a coffee place. <laughs> Apparently, he's been there a couple of times. Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My oh, friend okay. works in the building. She just um, messaged me, and she said he's been in a couple of times. Hi, why did, why did Steven Spielberg. Yeah. This was my idea. Why does no one tell us when no, Spielberg's in town? No one cares. No one cares. Of course, that's the, they want to protect Spielberg from us. 
Of course. Well, that's pretty wild that the dude that was working there every day, and they, and they, no they, they kept security that tight on the whole thing. How's so. that? Isn't that great? Yeah. That you build a sphere that's a tribute to ideas, yet no one working in the building had any idea what it was about. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> All right. So are are we talking to our next guest now? Is yeah, that right? Now. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, well, this I've, is well, surprising. It's a, ple- it's a pleasant surprise. It I is. like it. Uh, our buddy Rob is on the line. We're going to welcome him in just a moment, but I do want to remind you the 2019 Core for Kids Golf Classic is coming up uh, July 15th. New location. Used to be at the uh, Philmont Country Club, and we had great rounds there, but Philadelphia Cricket Club, folks. That's the real deal. You're seeing a quantum uh, leap forward, right? It's, well, I'm, not to put anything down from no, Philmont. No, no, no. It's a great no. golf club, but but Philly Cricket Club, especially the Wissahickon course, is pretty amazing, so uh, it's great that they are going to have it here. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob McAlaney. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Good good morning, everybody. It's been a long time. It has. I think it may have been. At maybe Were you at last year's uh, Cora Golf outing? I yeah. was indeed. You were. Yeah. I think that was the last time we had a chance to, to be in touch with you. But uh, everything's good in your world, I guess, man, huh? So good. So busy. So great. Yep. That's great. And... Y- Man, you're you and uh, you and Chase are hanging out <laughs> quite a bit these days. Uh, that's I'm, I'm loving the videos you guys are posting, the pictures and stuff. That's uh, that's really cool. You guys ended up being buds of the way you have become. Yeah, uh, in an odd twist of fate, he is my neighbor. We uh, he lives probably like a half mile down the road. Why do I believe that's not an odd twist of fate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, can I say that I was here first? Oh, okay, oh, all right. So we will we will label him the stalker. Uh, yes, he's chasing me. Yeah, we uh, we were just hanging out in Mexico uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went down there together, and uh, no kids, which was great mm. to go every once in a while on a vacation. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the his family's thinking both of our family. He's got two little boys just like us, so. Uh, we've all become pretty tight. Well, what's what's the? I mean, obviously, you know, you're you are a busy man. But getting back to uh, this area, you know, have, when was the last time you were? It was was it was it in fact for the Cora golf outing? Yes, it was. No, no, no other show related stuff or anything. No, not this past year. Um, we were super busy working on um, this other show that we've been doing, um, and so we didn't get a chance to get back to Philly. But I'm coming back a few times this summer. Um, and uh, really looking forward to that. Unfortunately, it's also when we shoot sunny is in the summer, which makes it a little bit trickier. But uh, I always try to get back and see my grandmother uh, at least once a year. She just turned 97. Wow, so, man. Wow. Yes. Yep. Rob, yep. 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 Th- this other show uh, that you're working on, it you, you can't reveal anything about that as of yet? Yeah, I can talk about it. Okay. Go it's, ahead. Uh, Let her and you and Charlie working on something, right? Yeah, well, Charlie. So Charlie and I uh, created it together, along with another one of um, our executive producers, Megan Gans, uh, from Sunny, and uh, and we we created it for a new streaming service from a little company called Apple. Yeah, this is and, they when they rolled out the Apple service, they they made sure to mention that you were uh, participating in it. So that's very cool. Uh, it was it was really cool. Yeah, they, we we all went up to uh, Cupertino for uh, for an event. And uh, and and they they mentioned us, although although not as they didn't talk about us as as much as they did your boy Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'll take it. He did yeah. get a little more heat. Yeah, he took a little bit more heat. But you know, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take yeah. It. So so what what is what is uh, any any indicate? What can you give us any teasers as to what the series is about? Yes. Uh, so uh, the show is called Mythic Quest, 
and it's about a, uh, a a video game. It's about the biggest video game in the world, and uh, and the developers of it. So uh, I run a company. My character runs a company um, that that uh, that oversees that develops cre- created overseas and develop and um, runs this this video game. It's if you think about it like um, World of Warcraft, it's it's kind of in that vein. Well, you know, this is interesting because you you know for a while you were working on uh, the Minecraft movie. And I and yeah. so did any of that poured into this? Absolutely, yeah. So I spent so much time uh, around the industry, and it wasn't an industry that I knew very well. Uh, but I really got to to, to dive headfirst into it and, and see how massive it really is. I mean, how, how massive the industry is uh, and the community is, and and all these like incredible characters of people uh, and and the kind of personalities it takes to run something like that. Um, you know, it's it's very ego driven. There's a lot of um, obviously incredibly uh, creative and uh, innovative people in the field. And then, of course, whenever you're dealing with people who consider themselves world builders, you're going to deal with your fair amount of ego, yeah. egos and narcissism and no, it, there, uh, there's, backstabbing. And, it's there's a mat. I forget who did the series. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. It was about uh, the, the 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 Netscape browser. And it was it was sort of they would break down the fourth wall. They had actors playing the various uh, participants and, you know, building these just the simple thing of which we now take for granted. In the beginning, there was Netscape, you know, the Netscape browser and all these other things. And there were geniuses, you know, there, um, you know, with all the human foibles that we all have. But they were I mean, they were building empires, you know, and it's just an amazing thing to see that. And now with the video game. You know, uh, with these video games and, and Fortnite and now eSports taking off, there's a whole new frontier that's being, um, you know, uh, gone after. So, yeah, it, I assume there's a lot of material there for you to uh, develop. Well, yeah, and to put it into perspective, so, um, you know, a- a- Avengers Endgame, which just surpassed, I think it just surpassed Avatar as the highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, and that took, I don't know what that took, it came out like uh, two months ago, right? Yeah. And so that's pretty fast. To, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty fast yeah. ascension to, to get to uh, the billion and a half dollar mark or something like that. Well, to put that in perspective, Red Dead Redemption 2, which was a game that Rockstar Games put out last year, you may or may not have even heard of it. Oh, yeah, I know um, well. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, ask the general consumer, and they've most likely never heard of it. Maybe you saw a couple billboards here and there. Well, that that surpassed a billion dollars in three days. It's, it's incredible. So, and then what's what to me I found really funny about that is, you know, you can tell me the stars of the of the Avengers. You can tell me James Cameron. You know who Leonardo DiCaprio is in Titanic. You know Kate Winslet. Can you tell me anybody associated with Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah. Other than Rockstar Games, no. Yeah. Exactly. And there's something really fascinating about the fact that these people that are behind this massive, massively creative and financially successful, successful endeavor, you don't know who they are. And you better believe it drives them insane. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean they do have wow. the wherewithal to hire top name uh, actors, and I, you know, I, I, you'll see you'll see major actors pop up uh, or major ish actors pop up in roles on some of these these games. But um, yeah, I mean, there's... yeah, but you don't know who the developers are, and they're just as, as responsible as directors. Well, you know? they're creating yeah. the whole world, yeah. yeah, and they 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 don't they don't get the accolades. But uh, it, it, it is an amazing thing, especially when you do realize that these. So they'll have budgets that may be comparable, maybe a little bit less to some of these big budget movies. 
But to turn around in just a couple of days and make a billion dollars puts that in perspective. Yeah, Absolutely. And then if you look at the worldwide engagement, I mean, there's people all, I mean, millions and millions of people playing these games all day, every day. And um, it's just, it's just a massive community. I I can't believe that there hasn't been a a show uh, a movie here or there, but, but a show that really is delved into the day-to-day operations of, of, of the industry. And, and, you know, if anybody knows, do we lose him? It says he's still on the line here. Rob, uh-huh. you still there? Oh, Rob? Might have lost you for a second. Hello? Okay, hold on one second. I oh, think sure. Spielberg took him out. It's probably Caitlin's fault. He was yeah. betraying information too sensitive. Wait, hold on a second. Are you there? Yeah, yeah we're, we're here. here. <laughs> yep. So sorry, guys. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, by the way, when when you anticipate this uh, this being out with Apple? Um, we're not a hundred percent sure yet. They're, they're, uh, they're being quite secretive about it. I mean, in the announcement, they said it's going to be sometime in the, uh, the fall. So, uh, we're, we're losing you a bit wherever you, if you can move back into the nope. conservatory, uh, <laughs> or to the Spielberg sphere or to the, we were talking yeah, the about earlier. Sphere. Yeah, By the way, while, while Rob is, is working on that signal, we do have a long time friend of his who is here in the studio. She's a speech therapist and a longtime Cora employee. Uh, and her name is Monica Carr. Hey! Who's popped in. Hey, Monica. Hi. How are hi, you? everybody. I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. And uh, you've known Rob since he was a kid? Since he was a kid. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, and... when we worked at, uh, oh, fond memories, Camp Corps, I was his boss, actually. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was a counselor and then moved on up the ranks. And, yeah, it was great to work with. It was a lot of fun, a lot of memories. Did yes. you have to crack the whip on him a lot? I certainly did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, Rob, can you hear us now? I think we've lost him. Oh, which is the, he's, he's still. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Marissa put him on hold. Hang on a second. You there, Rob? I'm, I'm back. There yeah. Yeah. So Mon- Monica's on the uh, in the studio with us here. Hey, Rob. Oh, hey. Yeah. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm great. It's great to hear your voice and hear about your new endeavors. Um, yes, I uh, man, what, what was last time I saw you was last, last year at the event, yes? Actually, probably two years ago, yeah. She yeah. said she's concerned, Rob, that you've hooked up with this questionable company called Apple. So, uh, you know, give her some comfort that your, your career is going well. It, it seems like everything's okay. Uh, she, I think, I think thus far it's, it's going well. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was talking to you on an Apple phone. <laughs> Damn it. Jeez. Damn it. Uh, she well, was, he revealed too much I, I, I and they think, cut it off. <laughs> I think I, I think I think I heard that as I was going down that, that maybe I was talking a little bit too much, yeah. and they were sending signals to 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 break up break it up. But um, hey, yeah, no, it's 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 been a wonderful experience, and and hopefully we're going to be out uh, sometime in the next like five six months. So, well, Monica, speaking of and the camp and Rob working there and uh, and everything you guys do at at Cora, can you give us a little bit about uh, about number one what the what the group is about? We've talked about it many times, yeah. but just to refresh for those Absolutely, people who don't know yeah. and, and the camp as yeah, well. Yeah, Cora, Cora, of course, as a as a community based um, <clears throat> agency, we're a nonprofit and we serve the community and we do all kinds of services in schools, in the community, with family and children. We actually service um, approximately 85 schools and we also have, of course, being a speech therapist, May being Better Speech and Hearing Month uh, is also very important and um, we do all kinds of family counseling and we offer psychology and 
educational testing, speech therapy in the schools. And we are a very, very active part of the community. Well, you, you know, we were not we were not that um, before getting involved with this through Rob and, and uh, you know, obviously his, his connection to it. I was not that familiar with CORE. And then over the years <laughs> and attending the events, you realize just how ma- those 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 little spaces that occur between other programs Cora steps in and fills those gaps. Right. So those things that people just don't think of in general, there's so many, there's such an array of things that Cora provides that aren't really necessarily handled and handled effectively by other groups. So Cora steps in there to sort of, you know, bring everything together. And and we were amazed at some of the speakers who had, who had, who had, had speech issues who, uh, you know, were, were recipients of Cora's, um, uh, you know, care and uh, and instruction and it was just amazing to see that so we're 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 ardent supporters now of what you guys do it's very cool well thank you so much and it it really is nice to hear that and it is very heartwarming when even like we're out in public like if i'm in at the the giant and someone comes up to me a parent and says you had my son in speech and it was just it's so huh. heartwarming and then or i see somebody shopping with their grandmother and they're like oh my gosh our whole family went to speech so we have like really basically treated whole dynasties yeah of, no of children it's awesome less, family generations but um our our services as you say are such a wide array um speech being one of them and most importantly but it's also we do so much and it is wonderful what we have coming up we have the golf outing mm-hmm. which is also a wonderful event it's a lot of fun and it also is a wonderful way to support our family and our children that we service throughout the year and right. it's necessary it's necessary to raise the funds absolutely rob do you get uh do you get uh social media posts and people contacting you who were back in the day of, of you know told you their story of how cora helped out and how their lives have changed yeah well so many people who have who've come through the camp um so i was a counselor i think i've heard monica say um that I, I was a counselor at that camp when I was uh, younger, and uh, and and I went to the camp when I was a kid, and and I talked to so many people who who wound up co- coming through that camp, and and in the summertime, you know, look, there, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of free time that kids have, which is a lot of time to get into trouble, and I would have been one of those people getting into trouble, so it was just one of those um, places that I could go that I had a, a really great time. It was totally affordable. Um, and it was the the kind of place that really that you had a blast, and yet you, you were being put on the straight and narrow, whether you knew it or not. Uh, and that was a huge part of my life. And then, of course, getting back to to go back and and to work there uh, and to create that environment for other kids was um, like a really special part of my life. The the event itself, obviously, it's a great golf outing. It's at a great location, obviously, this year. So uh, at the Philadelphia Cricket Club and. Um, you know, the, um, the stuff that's up, the auction items and things are always pretty freaking amazing. And there's a lot of experiential stuff that you can't, but you can't go into a store and buy a lot of these things. And and Steve is going to be a co-host this year. I I don't know if we've announced that. I will be, uh, I will be there. And we've had, we've had, uh, people end up, uh, going out to California and on the set of It's Always Sunny and have played golf with you, I think, Rob, you and Charlie, right? Yep, Charlie and I. Yep, we're going to be doing that again. Okay, so this is something you can bid on and yes. win while you're at the event, uh, and it is on July fifteenth. And and I got to say, Philly Cricket Club. So they're playing. You can either play the Militia Hill course or the Wissahickon. I've played both. They're both phenomenal. Wissahickon course comes with caddies. It's a little bit more. It's the more prestigious course. Uh, they're at Philadelphia Cricket Club. Um, how about getting uh, tickets for this? Uh, do you have the information? Uh, the information we would. 
Um, go to PrestonandSteve.com. It's the top link yeah. on our website. All the information you need to get those tickets and to, to register and to be a part of the Golf Classic, which, again, is uh, July 15th. It's a Monday, and it's the Cricket Club. All that information is right on our website. Or CoraService.org, and you can also find out more about Cora's services. Uh, and when is the camp, by the way? Well, the camp that, as we knew it when Rob and I were there, is no longer in existence. Okay. But they do have a summer camp, but it's a completely different format. Okay. So you can also go on the link and I'm it's sure in the that winter. Inv- that- <laughs> <laughs> summer camp. Yeah. And that you could com- get that information. Yeah. So no, it's, it's cool. just a different format. I, I encourage we we all encourage people to to check out again. Again, we were blown away and have been consistently over the years attending the event to see just what it is you guys do. And again, so there there is a tangible result to the efforts. You see people whose lives have been affected in an incredibly positive way, and here you have a, a great event uh, that's going to help a lot of people. So it's a win-win. All right. Yep. Thank you so much for this opportunity. This has been great, and mm-hmm. we look forward to uh, seeing everybody at the golf outing. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Thank again. you very much, Monica. Hey, Rob, I wanted to ask you about, uh, about being on Game of Thrones. I totally missed it uh, until after the fact, uh, but it was you. Who, who was in that scene with you? Somebody else was. Um, yeah, Martin Starr and I from um, Silicon Valley. That's it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martin and uh, and then Roger Aaron Rodgers is over there too. Yeah, we, well, they, so first of all, those guys are such big big fans of Sonny, and they think that I'm much more famous than I am. <laughs> <laughs> they were so nervous about putting my face in there because I guess because they had taken so much heat last year. Um, from that uh, sink when they put the... the oh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah. yeah. Sheeran, yeah, yeah. put Ed Sheeran on. But, of course, that was a cl- like a 45-second-long close-up with him singing. Right, <laughs> right. And so they were like, wow, well, we don't want to take people out of it. We don't want to take people out of it. And uh, I was like, well, tough, because we're doing it. And so um, so they put me in there. They put me on this big strag- straggly beard and this, you know, big, thick, greasy head of hair, and then they just shot an arrow right through my eye. Did they Did they do that out in L.A., or did, were you on location somewhere? I was in Belfast, Ireland. Wow. Oh. It, was really a, it was really an excuse to go to Ireland. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, were you happy with the way things uh, wrapped up? I, I am. I mean, look, I have a different point of view um, mm-hmm. on this, because I, 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 obviously it was impossible to escape people's opinions about it. Um, but, look, I, ultimately this is what I think the issue is. TV shows are not created to end. Nobody ever walks into an office and says, here's, here's the show I want to do, and here's how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. And it's not a movie. It doesn't have a three-act structure. It's, some, it's a living, breathing uh, animal that comes to your house every week, and it becomes a part of your life. Yeah. Even, especially even a show like this, where George didn't even have an ending to the books. So it becomes this sort of, it becomes this, aspect of your life that you're looking forward to each week. So inherently, there's just something not in the DNA of a show that, that allows it to end in a way that will satisfy everybody. Yeah. And you look at the, your favorite shows of all time, and, everybody, and they don't end well, yeah. or at least according to the general well, viewer. That, that's the thing, too, and, and I was telling these guys, like every person that I've spoke to in person with has loved how it's gone towards the end here. And the only thing, I, you, you see the, the, the online... Uh, you know, uh, reactions and how, oh, it's blah, 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 this and that. But everybody I've talked to has loved it, including me, so I don't care. <laughs> I'd you so know? there. I don't. That's all there is to <laughs> yeah. it. But... Yeah, and look, and that's, but that's a part of the deal is that you get to have an opinion. That's what's fun about it. That's yeah. what's great about it. And the, and the guys welcome it. 
I mean, it's not like they, 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 they created this and then thought, well, we don't care what people think. Of course they care what people think. They, they want people to love it, but they recognize that, especially when you have a, a global uh, event like this, people are going to have different and disparate uh, opinions, yeah. and that just comes along with the territory. Rob, who are you better friends with, uh, David, uh, David or, or DB? Um, they, uh, probably e- it's pretty equal. Okay. We all have very similar interests and we spend, I spend a lot of time with those guys, but, um, they're, uh, they're really, I mean, just really dedicated to what the, one of the things that I, I found the most offensive, uh, when I would read about it, um, was people talking about how lazy the writing is or how lazy they are. Whenever I would read that, it would, that would, I, I, that would drive me crazy because yeah. they, the, they, they, they would move to, to Northern Ireland for nine months out of the year for the last eight years to make that show. They all have families and kids and they would bring their families over. And, and believe me, they are, they are the opposite of lazy. They are dedicating everything they can to making that show great. And if it did, if they took it into a direction that people didn't like, you know, and that's, that's, it's not because they didn't um, give it everything that they have. And, and so they're just super dedicated dudes. And I, I love spending time with them because they're, they're inspiring to me. Have you spoken with either one of them about, uh, the upcoming star Wars project that they've been uh, now assigned to do? I begged them not to do it. I've been begging them for years not to do it. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Tell me the upshot. Yeah. Uh, Tell then, me the upshot. Like, that you can okay, go to your grave with Star Wars on your tombstone? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's an early grave, I assume. Look, yeah. let me, but let me, let me say, look, look I, I love Star Wars. Who, who didn't love Star I don't have an unhealthy love for it. I loved the movies. <laughs> they were great. So now all of a sudden you get an opportunity to go make one. So to me, the most exciting choice of writers, directors over the last few years were um, Chris, Lord and Miller. Do you know those guys? Sure. Yeah, so Lord and Miller, they did um, 21, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, uh, the Lego movies, uh, Last Man on Earth on Fox, Great job. Uh, in, Into the Spider-Verse, which I don't know if you saw that. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, okay. So these guys are inc- incredibly gifted. So they, and, and they have a very specific tone, right, comedic tone. They hire them to bring them on to Star Wars to make a Star Wars movie, and they say, great, we're going to do it, you know, we're going to bring our thing to it. And they go, great, why would we hire you otherwise? And then slowly but surely, from what I understand, uh, they, kept, they kept bringing it back to, to Disney, and Disney kept saying, nah, can you make it more like a Star Wars movie? <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, but why would you hire us to do that when you can just hire someone who's done this a, a million times? And slowly but surely, they chipped away at it, and then they wound up getting fired. And they brought in Ron Howard, who's awesome, but... And Ron Howard made what amounted to be just another Star Wars movie. How many more Star Wars movies do we need? It, it is a question, yeah. And, in fact, even they realized it, and they tapped the brakes on. On They had so many projects in the works, and they, they, they said, okay, uh, the inundation is obvious here. We're going to roll back a little bit. And I think so. I, I think at this point, you, you're probably right. I mean, sometimes projects are, they can be great, but if you already have an established um, reputation, the, the odds that you'll hurt that reputation is almost bigger if you try to take on something like this. Would you agree with that? Well, well look at, look at Mar- so Marvel is a great example, right? So I, I'm not even that into those movies, but I see them all. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm always, I always go in with a little chip on my shoulder where I'm like, eh, a comic book movie, who cares? 
And I saw the last one and I loved it, but this one, this one's going to be the one I hate. Yeah. And then I watch it and I'm like, well, that was great. <laughs> and But don't you feel like each one of them is distinct and has its own kind of feeling to it? Yes. Yeah. You watch like Thor Ragnarok, which was almost like a comedy. Yep. Right. And then you watch certainly like Iron Man, which set, set the original tone. And then the Avengers is more action, uh, action adventure. Every, each one of them has their own very specific tone and they all still feel of the same world. And I just don't quite understand why Disney isn't doing that with Star Wars, where you go, okay, it still feel has, has the same tone, but each one of them feels, or it's still of the same world, but each one of them has their own distinct kind of feeling. Right. And tone. Yeah, I right. think a movie that would that would that would stand up to that would be Rogue One, which I think is is one of perhaps my two favorite Star Wars films would be Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One. I, I just, it has a different feel to it, but I think you're right. There's there's room to. Um, to spread out a little bit, but they, they're reticent to do it because it's a winning formula. Mm. Yes. All right. Interesting perspective. Interesting. Listen, unfortunately we gotta we gotta wrap it up, man. But um always great to have you on and we're gonna we're gonna urge people to get on board for this Cora golf outing. It is July fifteenth. It's a Monday. It's at Philly Cricket Club. It is a great organization. You'll have a chance to win some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. At this event, courtesy of Rob and Charlie and Caitlin and, and everybody involved with the show. Uh, but uh, we'll post that information on PrestonandSteve.com, and uh, we'll make sure people can access it uh, very easily. Always great to catch up with you, man, dude. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and, and, and for your continued support, um, certainly for Cora and, and always for Sonny. 14 years strong. You guys wow. have been there from the very beginning, so thank you for our for pleasure. It. Anytime. Rob McElhinney, yeah. guys. Yeah. And Monica Carr from Cora. And you know what? I know we're, we're way over budget on time, but I, I have to go to this phone call very, very quickly because Aaron wants to say something about Cora. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hi, you guys rock. Thank Hi. you. Unfortunately, we got to keep this kind of short, but you had All a right, really, yeah. really touching story. Yes, um, so both of my little boys are in CORA program in school. Both have had speech issues. My youngest, who's six now, because of the CORA program, last year I was able to hear him say the words, I love you, for the first time ever. Oh, my uh, goodness. I really pronounce it, and he was so proud of himself. And I cannot say enough great things about the school. They go to a small Catholic school, and it's just been a life changer for them. Aaron, thanks for making me cry. <laughs> uh, I know it sounds like you're holding back some tears, yes, too. but absolutely. It always gets me every time I think about it. So. Well, that's that's a testament how great this organization is. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks for letting me, guys. Have a great day. Take care, Aaron. So, yeah, go to this golf outing. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's a great cause. Obviously, you're doing a good thing. we got to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have two world-class uh, indie drivers here in our studio when we return. So stay with us. MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. Think of it as complete concert coverage to kick off summer and your Memorial Day weekend. Friday, May 24th, we're broadcasting live all day from some iconic shore points. Join the Preston and Steve show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood. Presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Dig your toes in the sand in Atlantic City with Pierre Robert live from Margaritaville. Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Inlet in North Wildwood with Victory Brewing Company's Summer Love and the First official flip-flop nation party. WMMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Uh, our next, by the way, the Indianapolis 500 is this weekend. I've always <laughs> said that that is a surefire 
uh, sign of summertime for yes. me. I always make it a ritual to at least spend some time watching indie whenever it's on. It's become a little tradition of mine. It's very cool. And I'm not a big motorsports guy. I couldn't tell you a whole lot about the sport, but that's one of those things. Like some people who aren't even into golf that will watch the Masters. Yep. That's kind of my thing well, with indie. You know like what I mean? The Kentucky Dirt. If you're not yeah. even into horse racing, you watch. But I mean, amongst people who are into racing, it's at another level. It is. It's the it's the it's the crown achievement and uh we have two rock stars from the world of uh, racing that are here this morning. Uh in fact, uh in 2013 Tony won the Indy 500. Please welcome Tony TK Canan and Matheos Lice to our program. Yeah. Gentlemen, welcome to Philadelphia. Thank you. And Thank welcome you. to WMMR. Uh, happy to have you here. And Matthias, said I uh, do okay with your name? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, you can call me Matt. If you I want. can call you Matt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys are both Brazilian natives. Yep. Yes. yes. Um, how big is IndyCar racing in Brazil? It's, it's huge. I mean, racing in Brazil, it's huge. If you talk about the two biggest sports there, it's soccer and racing. So mm. we had a very uh, many big names, popular names in, in racing that actually brought us in our childhood to either follow soccer or, or racing. And we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was eight years old when I started racing and I'm pretty sure I did because my soccer skills suck. <laughs> so I, my dad never told me that, but I think that's why he put me to race. So were you, were you both like doing go-karts and I, I understand that was that figured into your, yeah. your past, right? So when, when were you just, at what age were you crawling to get behind the wheel of something? So there's a big Age difference here, right. <laughs> but uh, I started, I was eight years old, um, with my dad. Yeah. And I, I have to say, after one year just, you know, testing and racing, I, I decided that that's what I wanted it to be. And dad actually supported it's, me, and, 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 and we started it. In Brazil, is, is there is there a, a, a support system for, for younger drivers? Well, yes. Would, Matt, would you address that? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I started when I was six to seven, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the age. How old are you now? <laughs> He's How old are you now? 20. It's only 16 years ago, guys. <laughs> He's 20 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that's the age, you know. I, I kind of feel like if you start doing, like, playing sports after, like, you are 10 or so, you're never going to get good at it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you start playing soccer or if, if you start racing go-karts after, after you're 10 or 11, I think you'll never get, you know... That, that thing that you learn when you're younger. So, uh, I'm curious about you know the the level at, at when you guys are in the, the you're at the premium level of the sport, and you're you're dealing with machines that are that are built to absolutely push the limit. And my question is 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 learning when you, when you're when you're driving. And I know you step up from um, you know vehicle category to you know they get more powerful the more you the experience you you get, but. How do you know when you're pushing a vehicle as far as it can go without losing control? Preston, that's the hardest thing to try to explain to somebody. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I don't know. And anybody that does any, pro, like, it's like me asking you a question. How, how do you have all these buttons and you can <laughs> yeah. just play it, them? You we know, will it, not it, understand it. I don't think I can. I've been trying to describe that for years, mm -hmm. but it's a fuel. And I have to say, like, it's funny because we say that, but it's, it's in your butt. It's a few in your butt, okay. like you're in sitting your in the car, yeah. and and you just know. Okay. And to be honest, you don't know all the time because we crash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it is always like that fine line, and that's what the beauty of this sport is. I mean, through the Indy 500, we we reach speeds, top speeds at 242, 243 miles an hour. We average 230 miles an hour a lap. So, so to, to put. <laughs> 
So I've <laughs> driven with in a NASCAR, and I let the driver drive because I wanted to get up. Preston drove the car himself. Uh, you know, and and but I opt. I wanted to go faster and see what that was like without driving, and that's a white knuckle event. And we were going what 160, mm-hmm. 170. I mean, that's just absurd. So at a certain point, you you're you're synergizing with the vehicle. You're becoming the machine, right? Yeah. That's the only way you could do that. 100%. You have to know every single feeling every every bolt or rivet you have to know what you're feeling from second to second correct? for sure and then and actually you have to think ahead you, yes it's so fast that you can't think what's happening right here in front of you you got to think about 100 200 feet further down the road so yeah. all of this when is it, in play oh yeah 100 percent. yeah and you have to trust your team i mean you're talking about we have nine guys that work around the car and if one of those guys left one boat lose <laughs> it can cost us a lot. Yeah, yeah it costs your life. One uh, uh, a sad ending to to a story, Steve. We were talking this morning. Nick La- Nicky Lauda uh, passed away. Yeah, I'm sure you guys saw that. Night, For those yeah. who don't know the name, he was one of the great um, uh, Formula One race car drivers. And uh, back it was in the 1970s, I believe. And right. He had a car accident and was burned very badly and managed to come back. Eighty no, percent of yeah. his body burned, and wow. he was back in the car seven weeks. Ron, later. Ha- Ron Howard made the movie with uh, about yeah. him with uh, Chris Hemsworth. If you guys, guys want to awesome. watch that, that movie is awesome. You should watch it and see who yeah. he is. So, so from a driver's perspective, that's a that's a really good one. Yes, it yes, is. I think you you will understand about racing and how we are kind of wired because people think we're. We're crazy, and I guess we are. But But people think you guys are crazy. Yeah, we look at you, but we understand. We understand. We've encountered enough people throughout our broadcast career, and we've had people come in here who just who feed on that adrenaline, and it's just part of 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 who you are. Uh, But but I mean, you know, there's there's um being being down to close to any track. I mean, just even at the speeds that you know, whether whether it be NASCAR or whatever, uh, it's it's. You're you're approaching it, but you're 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 nervous. When you get locked in there, and you you have, I assume you have headsets, right? I assume you're yeah. communicating constantly. Um, you know, and, and on average during a race, how much weight do you lose? Uh, from depending sweating? on the weather, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's say this weekend it's supposed to be 85 degrees. I would say I'll be at That's least a three four, hours race. It's a three hour race, so yeah. four pounds easy. Wow. Okay. I mean, just sit and just locked. Yeah, if you think about it, you look at our race cars. We have two radiators on each side, and we sit in, in the middle. And they work at 100 degrees each. Yeah. So, and there is no, like, yeah, we have our heads exposed, but, exposed, but there is no windows, no air condition. There is yeah. nothing there. With all yeah. the aerodynamics, how often do you feel? I mean, obviously, you, there's only so much you can do. You know, do you feel yourself getting lift at a certain point? What do you mean? With I mean, that? with a car lifting. I mean, I mean, I know, I know that it's designed to keep you on the track. I mean, but still, if you're at that, that the car's lifting up there, something wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but if yeah. you're following somebody, I mean, if you think yeah. about it, the, the aerodynamics of the car—they're built. They're, they have wings. Yeah, but it's, it's mm-hmm. the opposite of the airplane. The wings that we have are supposed to keep us on the right. ground. Right. Sometimes right? So, you'll see. And cars if you're lift. following a car, yeah, uh, it, it, it you, you feel that. You lose that downforce. We call that downforce. So basically, yes, you feel a little lift and you f- you feel like you're yeah. floating, which is uh, not a nice feeling. I would not like, like that feeling. <laughs> a good explanation of the aero thing is um, when I got to IndyCar, I had to do my ROP. That's like an orientation to, okay. to get to the ovals. And uh, we have the same setup. And then the first couple laps, you need to go like under 200 miles per hour. So you're not going as fast. And then as the car is not set up to go to... To, the car is set up to go to 230, not to 200. So you don't have the same 
uh, air pressure on the car, so the car feels kind of light and weird. Yeah, God. it's a different feeling. It's funny wow. to say that the car at 200 miles an hour feels bad, but at 230 <laughs> feels okay. It's perfect. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Yeah. But I mean, and any of those, uh, you know, it would, I think any any sane person would be scared out of their minds. But this <laughs> yeah. is what you guys do. It's what you do. So, yeah. so Tony, if my if my information is correct, you're 44 years old. I am, and uh, Matt is 20 years old. When you start hearing about someone like him starting to rise in the ranks of uh, of the sport. Um, are are other drivers supportive of, of the young guys, or do you go, nah, not today, kid? I mean, well, you know. de- depending on who. I mean, for me, Mateus is uh, it's a young... He's from my, you know, country. So we, we obviously... I knew Mateus since he started racing, which yeah. was not that many years ago. <laughs> and for me, Mateus, it's, I think some of the, the drivers feel like the new guys are coming. They're going to be a threat. To yeah. them, and for me, I mean, I've accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. I'm still having fun doing what I do, and if I can help him yeah. to bring him up to be one day the next Tony Canan of Brazil, you know, yeah, yeah. for me, so I, I I don't have a problem with him. Actually, I like it. <laughs> are are you teammates? We're yes. teammates. We yeah. race for the same team. We race against each other, but yeah. So so a win for him is also a win for you. If I can win. I would like him to. So <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah. and, and so here, here's another question: when when you guys are racing together, and I've, I've been to a handful of races and uh, races and listened to the uh, the chatter between uh, the pit and and the driver. Do drivers have communication as no. well? No, no, you don't at all. So you don't know. You only exactly communicate with your on. team, your strategist, and then. Okay. They can do the talk but the with two each teams, other. Yeah, the two teams, they communicate and they will send us the message. But we have team okay. meetings before the race. Yeah. So we kind of go through some scenarios just in case. Because we race for, you know, for AJ Foyt, which is a huge legend. Huge. In, in racing. And we have a sponsor that, on ABC that has been with us for four, more than 14 years. So the goal is to make the team successful. And then sometimes when you see the, the you know, teammates... Uh, trying to compete and they hit each other and they don't finish the race, the whole team loses. So yeah. we try not to get in each other's way. We race hard, but at the end of the day, AJ always says, let's make the team win or right. the best. You know, And, and if, if it's not my day and I can help him out, I will definitely do it. Uh, question. I'm looking at your arm here. You have a tattoo. It's a bricks. Uh, is that uh, for Indy? Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm a huge tattoo fan. I have too yeah. many, but... Uh, I uh, I had this artist in Sweden that I always wanted to get tattooed by, and this guy it took like three years to get me in line. So and when I got there, he was very particular. He says, "I don't do anything that doesn't mean something for you, otherwise okay. I won't." So I said, "All right, well here's the deal." I told him my life story. So this I have the 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 bricks. They are the bricks, which is the the 500, the trophy, the Borg Warner. Wow! I have that. I wanted the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona, so I have the crown of the. Of the watch here. Okay. My kids' birthday, my kids' footprints when they are born. Ah, Casey. Uh, Casey did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And all the birth dates and the car number and and everything else. So that's uh, something that I keep it. And also the ring you're wearing with the checkered flag. Is that from the That's the Indy 500. Wow. So when one takes on and and wins the Indianapolis 500, it's akin to in golf winning the Masters or, or something along those lines. And with that comes a certain expectation. Uh, A.J. Foyt, one of a uh, handful times, of one, to times. have won it four times, I think him and Mears maybe. Mears, correct. Uh, and, and so uh, that's got to be, you know, uh, would, would A.J. be okay with either one of you winning four times? 
A hundred percent. I I personally, Preston, don't think I'm going to get to that because yeah. I will probably retire before that. You can get that. a streak in the next but, five years. You know, know I'll actually this year I'm actually going to beat AJ and starts most starts in okay. IndyCar, which for me it's a huge honor. But yeah. according to him, he says I will only beat him if he lets me drive. <laughs> okay. So I'm afraid that one race before I beat his record, I don't know if he's going to take me out of the car. He, he can control the situation. I wanted to ask you guys wow. with with the technology and the way it is, what kind of um. What kind of simulators do you use? Do you that would talk to the kids because <laughs> okay. they're a lot better than me on that <laughs> okay. stuff. Well, we have a, of course, if you want to play at home, you always can. You know, you have a lot of games nowadays that you yeah. can play at home. You can buy your own simulator and uh, you can play at home if you want. Of course, not as professional as like uh, team simulator, but right. it's something, you know. But as a team, we go to the Chevrolet simulator. And uh, at their simulator, it's like I don't even know how how much it costs. It's probably like three million dollars. Yeah, three million dollars. Oh my god! Well, that's yeah. more than a PlayStation Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not the play seat with the PlayStation. <laughs> and uh, but we go there like pretty much every time before a race weekend. Is it like a motion control? Yeah, okay. yeah. We have the same cockpit as our IndyCar. It's like our IndyCar. It's right. an IndyCar. It's oh, an IndyCar okay. with it's our, our wheel, steering wheel, our everything, and everything. And then, of course, you have the screen is like one eighty degrees, and uh, and then we usually go there and stay there for a day, and then we go through setups and everything. Because the thing is, the beauty of the simulator, you can test like, let's say, you can do like ten changes in one hour, and at the track. You need two days to do the ten changes. You can crash, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> so does that does that does that create a bad dynamic though? Because it's like you know you play you play Call of Duty. You're like Steve. Ah. Steve I have to say, I mean, uh, I think you guys know this because yeah. when you start doing radio, it was completely different. Right. I struggle with this much of technology nowadays that you say I'm still old school. That yeah, yeah. You got to go to the track to try it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. You're not Mateus does not struggle. So. That's something that I felt when I joined IndyCar 20 years ago, 21 yeah. years ago. I remember watching uh, Alonso Jr. and Bobby Rejo and those guys, and, and they are thinking different, and I feel the same way now. I, I, I don't get along with the sim, I have to say. <laughs> you guys are in the premier part of the sport, um, but I, I grew up going to uh, to dirt tracks and things like that and seeing like sprints and modifieds uh-huh. and things along those lines. Is there any type of racing that you've never done before that might be just kind of fun, not as a profession, that you wouldn't mind getting behind the wheel of and trying out? I actually uh, fulfilled my my dream of dirt racing uh, a couple of years ago. I went to Eldora, and I yeah. did uh, a celebrity really? race there. Yeah, man. Two I years didn't know that. <laughs> I've never done it. So I have to say so. I've been extremely fortunate that I don't think I can sit here and say that it's something that I haven't done it yet, unless somebody okay. comes with something new. But dirt, yeah. it's actually something that... I've never had done it, and I honestly love it. So, no kidding. You never know. It looks I mean, wild. It looks so wild. wild. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's so fast. natural, and it's fast. I mean, it is it is actually one of the most things I've ever done. So going into Indy this weekend, what are some things for us to, uh, to, to watch out for? Anybody in particular, or um, do you guys have anything in mind? I don't, I don't know what goes into the mentality other than I'm going to win. You know what I mean? That mentality you have to have. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't start the race not thinking sure. that. But yeah. I think you guys are going to see, a, if you watch that race, an extremely close race. If okay. you put in lap time, so we only start 33 cars. We had 36 cars, which three went home. Between the first car and the 33rd, that is only, if you put it in lap time, you go by speed, it's only a second and a half Man, difference. It's, it's astonishing. So you're going to see yeah. a close race. You're going to yeah. see 33 guys going at 230 miles an hour. <laughs> 
trying to kill themselves. <laughs> and that's the to closest it's ever been. It's the closest it's ever been. So yeah, a close yeah. racing. In Indy, a, a, a time frame of a couple of seconds is a lot of time. Just, just to give you guys a little prospect. To our cars at 230 miles an hour will cross a football field in two seconds. In two seconds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is amazing. It's some some hairy stuff, man, I got to tell you. But it's amazing to watch it. It is. Uh, all right. Well, this Saturday at uh, 1245, and uh, that is when you will see Indianapolis, uh, the 103rd, by the way, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I hope one of you guys wins because you're super nice guys. Well, if you win, we're coming back. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Deal. Thank you guys so much for Thanks, being here. Thanks, guys. I appreciate, appreciate it, guys. This weekend, let's hear from both Tony Canaan yeah! and Matthias Leist. Two of the absolute best here in our studio. With that, we're going to take a break. We were supposed to do an announcement like an hour ago. We'll get to that when we return, so stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I was Kathy. What were you thinking about? Well, I was I was thinking about giving something away, and then I looked down and I saw that we have this concert announcement. I go, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know my mouth is so close to the microphone. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm an idiot. We should make this announcement. Okay, Okay, so I'll do the giveaway in a little while. Uh, So this is uh, interesting. After. This original, the first concert, this is a follow-up concert that we're announcing. Their first concert went on sale last Friday, sold out in minutes. And it left a lot of fans who were looking for another way to see them. Music ready? I got it, bro. Thank you. Uh, So WMMR and Live Nation work together with the band's management for them to do a second show in Philadelphia. Who the hell am I talking about? Who? Greta Van Fleet. Second show, and it will be October 16th at the Met in Philadelphia, of course. Uh, So, for this second show, uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. I was really, really happy to hear how quickly this show sold out. And I'll tell you why, because I think this band gets beat up on unfairly uh, for people who are... Real, you know, Zeppelin fans or don't like the fact that they sound a lot. And listen, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. That's all there is to it. But that's just their sound, so knock it off. I, listen, I like it. I like it a lot. It's, you know what? It's raw. It's got emotion. It's, they're they're young. They're, they're, they're breathing some life into what sometimes, you know, rock gets a bad rap for being a little bit stale these days. And I am loving this. And they're writing good songs. Exactly. You, you can only... I don't think it's it's just the way they end up sounding. I don't. It's not. It, it, you know this. It's just ridiculous to criticize them for having a sound that's similar to Led Zeppelin. And they're young, man. They just they're doing what they feel like doing. So uh, once again, the show is October sixteenth at the Met. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at ten a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. This is an MMR presents event, so we're going to be on stage uh, that night. We're going to have a private sound check and events. Uh, for some lucky listeners as well, details will be coming. Could be you. 
Uh, you never know. We might have some uh, tickets to give away and some special promotions surrounding the show as well. So, a second show at Greta Van Fleet. Very, very cool, man. We're happy about that. All right. We need to do the Bizarre file, so we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre file. righty. B-File this morning is brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. Uh, let's see. Man, I keep having these bad stories to begin with. Let me get them out of the way. Just No bad stories! No. Uh, at least not to start with. So this is a rare twofer. Okay? A twofer? I have two stories that have a, a similar... Um, ele- element in them. Uh, a it is co- two for Tuesday, then. A Colorado man has to pay more than $28,000 to cover the damages after he pleaded guilty to stealing a snow cat painted to look like the General Lee from the TV series <laughs> The Dukes of Hazard. Jason Cuervo damaged the snow cat's tracks, axles, and electrical system after stealing it last year. He was arrested a few weeks after taking it and blamed the crime on his opioid addiction. Of course. <clears throat> well, I'm addicted to opioids. He currently is serving three years in community corrections program after pleading guilty to aggravated motor vehicle theft. Now in a completely different part of the world, in Florida, a man driving a Dodge Charger painted to look like the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazzard <laughs> TV show led deputies on a chase Tuesday night after he set fire to his wife's house in Marion County. Am I addicted to opioids as well? Um, I think he did have a drug problem. There so you go. Oswald Pereira faces charges of arson, fleeing, and attempted to elude law enforcement, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and more. He set fire to home before leaving or leading deputies on a chase where he was found hiding in the closet of a mobile home. He had burns over 15% of his body, was taken to the hospital. Flames ripped through the roof of the home where he got into an argument with his ex-wife before setting it on fire. I think the best way to resolve this would be to set the house on fire. A neighbor said uh, the flames were shooting through the roof, and I feel bad for the children because on top of everything else they're going to go through, now they have to worry about their family member and what they're doing. Uh, other than Piera, no more uh, injuries were reported in the fire. Uh, so this is the story I didn't want to leave with, which is always uh, it's bad to leave when somebody dies, but uh, pretty messed up and maybe a, uh, a cautionary tale. The speedometer needle on a 19-year-old man's motorcycle was frozen at 170 miles an hour. 170 miles an hour. Saturday after he crashed into a small SUV and died. The speed limit is 35 miles an hour on that stretch of road where the crash occurred. So he was going over. <clears throat> yeah, he was a little bit over. Uh, Highway Patrol identified the motorcycle as Warren Daniels. Troopers say he was driving a 2008 Kawasaki SX600 and was wearing a helmet. The chief said that uh, one of his officers saw the motorcyclist driving erratically just before 11 a.m. And uh, so the uh, officer turned on his lights and siren. Daniels and crashed at the next intersection about two-tenths of a mile away. So this dude got up to speed fast. Don't don't the cops usually give you like 135 miles an hour <laughs> grace? A little leeway. 100, 110, 111, Steve, yeah, okay. max. Uh, the motorcycle crashed into the passenger side of a uh, Mitsubishi Outlander, caving in that side of the vehicle, but God. the driver was the sole occupant and actually was not injured because he did the other side of the car. But 170, can you even imagine? Wow. Uh, Ashley Priola was fired for showing up to work intoxicated. Her boss, Holly Jones, in Oklahoma at Oklahoma City's Red Dog Saloon, 
said after she was let go, she allegedly picked up two billiard balls and threw them at her. <laughs> One ball hit Jones in the face. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but the second ball missed her. Uh, Priola. Priola fled the scene. Eight ball in your big face socket. <laughs> <laughs> Eight ball in your in your left eye socket. In your face socket. Uh, Priola <laughs> fled the scene. Boom. Priola fled. the I scene. mean, that would you know how badly that would oh hurt? Oh God, yes. Uh, you ever you ever been like you know playing with uh, uh, not not using a cue stick but just rolling balls oh, around yeah. on the table and everyone's mm. it'll smash your finger, finger it hurts uh-huh. Do you uh huh and then having one thrown at your face yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't throw one but I hit my friend in the face with the billiard I was wasted and I didn't mean to hit him as hard as I hit him in it the was forehead. just a gentle throwing uh, of the billiard no ball. but dude he was so mad. And I was trying to apologize, and he was, like, running away from me. Oh, dude, I, it's you know, not one of my finer moments. <laughs> hey, I knocked my friend's tooth out. With, doing, really? Yeah, yeah, with a pool ball. And it, it was just, I, I wasn't throwing it at him. He was laying on the ground, and I just kind of go, hey, catch. And I, and I just dropped it. <gasps> and it hit his chest, and then bounced and landed just on his tooth. Just snapped it right out. Knocked it, cut it, and broke it in half. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. my teeth tingle. Sorry. Uh, I know, it was bad. Uh, so, anyhow, she faces charges of assault and battery. Uh, a camera can usually reveal the truth, and it's not always what you might think it is. A family in South Africa thought that rude neighbors were using their backyard pool without permission, so they set up a security camera to catch them in the act. Instead, they discovered it was a family of baboons. Family of baboons. That were the ones that were They live in the other house. Yeah, the family said the baboons are always welcome in their pool, though, so they... Uh, they not the neighbors, just the baboons. Yeah, exactly. We, we actually cherish our friendship with the baboons, but we hate you. Mm-hmm. All right, and then, do I have time or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, one last story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two friends. Two friends had uh, uh, a falling out after a 40th birthday party in an argument about a duck they rescued from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that. Okay. This says everything you want. Yeah, yeah. Two friends uh, had a falling out after a 40th birthday party in an argument about a duck that they rescued from McDonald's. Steve, <laughs> what state of the union would you venture to guess this happened in? Uh, well, the the obvious you'd figure Florida, but uh, let me see. Ducks, this is, you have to get real stupid on this one. <laughs> West Virginia? Uh, this took place in England, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, really? Wow. wow. Yep. Uh, Lee Godoyne and Neil Edward Cecil stopped for a cheeseburger at McDonald's where they spotted the bird. This was in Chester. Chester. Uh, and they uh, they helped the duck to leave the restaurant, but then they started arguing over it before a fight broke out. Uh, Guadine said, I don't know how it escalated from here. When police arrived, he lunged for an officer's uh, stab vest, they call it. Right. And uh, kicked at him as they tried to detain him. Uh, Cecil, whose birthday was that day, was warned back off after trying to push through to help his friend, but was sprayed with uh, mace and telling officers, I don't give an ass when he was asked to curb his swearing. Both men smelled of alcohol and later admitted abusive behavior and resisting a constable. I was the one that held the duck out. Uh, the pair were detained. He says he opened the door for the duck. It was me. Uh, for b- Following the bizarre row, which uh, they were given conditional discharges and each told to pay 85 uh, pounds in court costs. So there <laughs> yeah, you go. Hell with you. It's not stupid. It's not just for Florida anymore. No. And that is what I have. 
in the bizarre file for you. As we take a break, Bert Kreischer is coming to town. He will be playing at the Met. I have a pair of tickets for caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR. And uh, let's see, tickets are, by the way, the show is Saturday, July 27th. Tickets go on sale Thursday at noon through Ticketmaster.com. There is a pre-sale that is tomorrow. If you want to get the details and the password, go to WMMR.com. So caller 25, tickets for you now, Burt Kreischer in July. We'll be back in just a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You two on 93.3 WMMR and indeed a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Beautiful week, actually. Um, About 73 today, partly cloudy skies, 78 tomorrow, partly cloudy. Uh, and then by the time we get to Friday, we're going to be in low 80s. It's going to be really, really nice. Nice and breezy out there, too. It is. Yesterday, in the middle of that beautiful sunny day, um, I, and I so looked at the weather forecast, we had a, a downpour come through. Did you? But I, but it was like 10 minutes tops. And it was still sunny when it was co- it was coming down. These little isolated cells were coming through. It was really strange. I had a. V- it was a very very light spring. I was I was out mowing the lawn, and it was actually sort of soothing and comforting. Just a little bit of refreshing yeah. drizzle. Yeah, spring spring has a potential to be really 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 good. So uh, this week is looking like that's going to be a part of it. And then it descends into madness on Friday uh, when we get to North Wildwood and uh, Keenan's Irish Pub. We had Scott uh, Keenan in earlier this morning to talk about all the stuff they have planned. Do you notice we never uh, mentioned the contest we had planned to Scott? No, that's no, we uh, that was no. on purpose. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're we're getting closer. Yeah, here and then you know, like the like the indie we were talking about, Indy five hundred, the 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 live broadcast from. That, I mean, that's when I leave there. It feels like summertime. Oh yes, even if the weather is not that great or it's cloudy or whatever, we have our little post show breakfast and then that drive home. It feels like summertime. You go from uh, the uh, basically a ghost town Thursday evening, uh, you know, to Friday when you leave. It is. Up and running, and it is summer. Yep. So uh, that's this week, folks. All right. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question today. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Uh, let's go. Hmm. Wow. Uh, let's go with this. Uh, I went skydiving with an ex girl, but my ex girlfriend chickened out. What activity in the air did Steve attempt? <laughs> It was in the sky. It was amazing, yeah. Uh, But what was he doing? Uh, I went skydiving with my ex-girlfriend. She chickened out. What activity did in the air did Steve attempt? 215-263-WMMR. Had to have been listening. It is so bizarrely random you would never get it. Uh, It was in the 7 o'clock hour this morning. We're going to do the trash while you call in. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia has everything you need for uh, to create your backyard oasis. Memorial Day sale is going on now. Visit them on Route 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, word coming out that Colin Jost actually proposed to Scarlett Johansson. 
Manson almost two weeks ago at an out-of-the-way restaurant in upstate New York. Joe says he was initially nervous he couldn't measure up to Johansson's first husband, Ryan Reynolds, but she assured him he had every right to be. Oh, my God. Khloe Kardashian revealing in a recent interview that she is not closing the door on marriage. Khloe says despite some missteps, she's got a big heart, similar in size to what one might have found in a brontosaurus. <laughs> oh. And finally, Sophia Ritchie telling Hollywood.com that she considers her boyfriend, Scott Disick's children, to be her best friends. Sophia, who is, Sophia, who is much younger than Disick, says she and the kids often sit at the same lunch table in school. All righty, to the phones we go. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Um, for, I went skydiving and my ex-girlfriend chickened out. <laughs> what activity in the air did Steve attempt? Uh, and I'm going to go to Mike, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, buddy. So Steve did what activity in the air? Skydiving Botox. Yeah. Yeah, sky Botox. Yep. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Mike. Correct answer. Get you a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes now open at the Franklin Institute. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. There's an exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's start with this. A sweater worn by Kurt Cobain during the singer-guitarist's last photo shoot with Nirvana sold for $75,000 at auction on Saturday. Yeah, the cardigan which uh, Cobain wore... In the summer of 1993, during a photo session before the release of the band's In Utero LP, more than tripled pre-auction estimates of 20000 It went to an anonymous buyer who is at a prison near you, Preston. No. Oh, yeah. Bill? I had no idea. Oh, sweater. Big sweater, Frank Cosby. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think about That's that. That's a hell of a good sweater. Uh, Julian's Auctions, uh, which offered the item, wrote about it saying that the shoot was meant to take place in Central Park. In New York City, but due to Cobain being sick just hours before the shoot was relocated to the basement of the hotel where the band was staying, uh, Kurt showed up three hours late to the shoot and immediately asked for a bucket due to his nausea. I mean, that's a guy who's in the throes of addiction right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney Love later gave the sweater to an acquaintance at her husband's funeral in 1994. It's unclear if the acquaintance was the sweater seller or... <laughs> Or if it had changed hands since then. That Courtney laugh is one of my favorites. <laughs> By the way, uh, Kurt's green cardigan from Nirvana's 1994 MTV Unplugged, which, of course, I'm sure you remember, that sold for $137,000 in 2015. Unbelievable. There's a show on um, MeTV, I think it's called Collector's Corner, uh, with Lisa Welchel. Okay. And, um, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that people... Like a sweater? Yeah, people pay incredible amounts, especially, obviously, you have the Kurt Cobain connection, but, well, man. They're going to they're gonna appreciate in value. I yeah. Mean, like, you know, the, the one that they that sold for 75 grand, they were expecting 20 Gs, so, you know. It doesn't seem as reliable as, like, a Daryl Strawberry card <laughs> or my <laughs> Batman statues. It's a hell of an That's investment. That's where the real money is. Another Cobain item, a handwritten set list from an April two, uh, 1990 concert in Washington, D.C., which he wrote with black marker on a paper plate, sold for $23,000, more than 10 times its pre-auction estimate of two grand. 
according to Julianne's Cobain, had eaten some pizza before the show mm. and proceeded to write the set list on his plate. How much do you think a, a Preston and Steve bobblehead goes for now at this point in time, <laughs> appreciation-wise? Yeah. I got to imagine we're into the low six figures. Yeah, maybe. Maybe low. Yeah. If you put the decimal point after the furthest to the left figure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bad Wolves singer Tommy Vext has confirmed the band has completed work on his second album, tentatively due out before the end of the year. Uh, this process of recording, he said, this uh, this record was seamless. We all knew what we wanted to do, and we went in, and we kind of nailed it. I'm just really happy with it, and I'm really excited for people to hear the new record. He also revealed that they recorded another cover song following the band's massive breakout success last year with their rendition of the Cranberries classic Zombie, but he declined to say whether it would appear on the new LP, and I don't know what song it is either. Uh, I mentioned this earlier this morning, a hidden glimpse into life with the, within the bubble of the early days of the police is coming on May 31st with the re-release of drummer Stuart Copeland's documentary on the band called Everyone Stares, The Police Inside Out. Did you ever see it? It's great. Yeah? I loved it, yeah. Uh, the digitally remastered fan favorite will be released on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital platforms. It's all his footage. He shot it all during those years. He was just like a he was a camera guy. It, yeah, chronicled and, everything. Yep, and he and, and it's all footage from that, and he narrates it. Uh, it's uh, one of a kind footage, both on and off stage, and it features an insider's view on touring with fellow band members Sting and Andy Summers, with the film capturing the reaction of adoring fans worldwide at a pivotal moment in the band's career. And uh, there's 20 minutes of extra footage and commentary by Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland in this. Now, also, uh, Stuart has interviewed Sting for a new BBC documentary uh, that's part of a project called "Why Is Mu- What Is Music and Why? That's a good question. I like it. And Copeland shed light on what his chat with his former bandmate was about. Uh, he said, I talked to Sting for two hours like we've never had before. Uh, we would argue about this, partic- this particular song, but not music in general. And I'm talking to Patti Smith, Bobby McFerrin, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and how he uses music in film. So that should be interesting, seeing Stuart interview Sting. Uh, is this kind of a different approach, you know, as opposed to them being interviewed right, right. together. Does Sting have something that he's promoting as well? Because he's on uh, CBS Sunday Morning, I think it's this week. He, it, they, they're featuring his villa in Italy. And it's I a new what, album, I believe. It? I think it's, okay. a, it's a cover of police songs done in different styles. Is that You, you reported on that, didn't you, Preston? Like jazz style? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I do vaguely remember that. I'm, I, I didn't know that it was That's probably that's, what it is. That's awesome, so I hope so. Uh, and then one more thing. Fans of Meatloaf might not be able to see him on stage anytime soon. Don't beat loaf. But get ready because composer Jim Steinman's uh, Bad Out of Hell, the musical, is coming to New York City. Uh, you know, that could I be love good. that album. I do too, man. How can you not love that album? The critically acclaimed production premiered on London's West End back in 2017 and features Steinman's songs, uh, Steinman songs uh, from uh, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell trilogy. Which was Bat Out of Hell, Bat Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, and Bat Out of Hell 3, The Monster is Loose. Uh, the Big Apple stand will run for six weeks at the New York City Center on August 1st. No worth on whether <clears throat> Double Beatloaf himself will be on hand <laughs> for the opening night because he broke his collarbone earlier this month while wow. appearing at the Texas Fight Frightmare Weekend, which is a horror movie convention. So, uh, And it is Free Music Tuesday. Because we forgot to do Free Music Monday yesterday. So, caller number eight, I will give you a copy of Space Between, the new album from Sammy Hagar and The Circle, which is out now from BMG. So, caller eight, 
215-263-WMMR. We will take care of you. We're going to take a break. When we return, we'll tell you who the winner of Tattoos Day is today. And we will also uh, get our letter today for the Word of the Week prize, which I'll uh, make sure I share that information of what the prize is when we return. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Low High is the name of that song. It is from uh, Black Keys. And I'm telling you, I love pretty much everything they put out. Just good music. So happy to have some new stuff finally from them. 1042. Wow. Tuesday morning. Yeah, we're running a little bit late. Uh, Getting ready to wrap the program up. But it's been a lot of fun today. We've had a, 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 a nice run of guests on the show. And uh, a few things to do, uh, some announcements. We announced uh, Greta Van Fleet and the second show. It's an MMR show. Yeah. And uh, the first show sold out very, very quickly. So they are going to be playing the Met on October 16th. And tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. So just a heads up on that. Uh, reminder, we have voting for Garnet Valley High School and Glenn Mills for the coolest teacher of the year. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 39333. Uh, one vote for, per phone number. We awarded uh, Miss Lorraine Heisler at uh, Steinert High School this morning. She was very, very cool. I have a winner for Tattoos Day. Yay! Yay! Very cool. exciting. Let's do that. And we're going to give away a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And the winner this morning is Mr. Steve Ferry. Yay! At first glance... I thought it was maybe Steve Perry. Oh, that'd be so cool. If he got a President Steve tattoo, how awesome would that be? But it's Steve Ferry, who is from Glen Olden, PA. And like I said, uh, world-famous uh, Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo. He can get a Preston and Steve tattoo. So congrats, my man. And you can check them out at PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. Thank you to our guest. Scott Keenan came by today. Yeah. Scott is the owner of Keenan's Irish <laughs> Pub. And uh, he let us know of all the stuff that's going on, not only uh, this weekend, which they've got music and events going on all weekend long. They, they kind of own... The, the party scene there. Yeah. I mean, it's just huge. But they've got music uh, seven nights a week yeah. uh, through the summer and all kinds of great things. New food, new menu, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to add to that menu when we're there mm-hmm. on Friday. It should be pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, so come and join us for that. How about Rob McElhaney? Hey! Always sunny in Philadelphia. Monica, who is from uh, Cora Services, who is here as well uh, and has known Rob since he was a kid, and she popped on. Uh, chat a little bit about what Cora does. But they have their 2019 Cora for Kids Golf Classic. Steve's going to be one of your MCs that night. Yes, I will. July 15th, Philadelphia Cricket Club 
That's a full hookup there, man, and you're doing a great thing by donating to Cora. So get the details at coraservices.org or, or coraservice.org or just go to PrestonandSteve.com, and the information is right there. And how great was it to have the two IndyCar racers, champion Tony Kanan and uh, Matthias Leist, who came by this morning. Super nice, guys. They are both in the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500, which is coming up uh, this weekend on Sunday. 240 miles an hour. Oh, my God. And just the nicest guys. It was really great to have them by. So we thank all the guests who were here this morning. Uh, We're now going to get our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. So let's get into that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in ambassador. All righty. We got an A, folks. And we have a $500 Mealy's Furniture Gift Card Giveaway. Uh, The savings are hot during the Mealy's Furniture Memorial Savings event, and you can save 50% or more on everything in the showroom with free delivery and 0% financing. Plus, Mealy's Mealy's will uh, pay your sales tax. Uh, Mealy's Furniture, all the styles that you love for less. So we will give that away on Friday. So, Pierre, in the studio, getting set to go. What do you have planned for today, my ma'am? Well, um, I will play side two of Tommy. On vinyl at 2 o'clock. Excellent. Uh, The record we have uh, may have been played here. I mean, that very vinyl record in 1969. So the one that the the radio station got to play for air is the actual vinyl copy that you've been playing. I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) But but, um, it sounds like it because it's got more, it's so scratchy. Yeah, uh, but it's the only copy we have. Um, uh, so, well, that is actually, in a way, nostalgically cool. Uh, it, uh, but I really was enjoying it, and a lot yeah. of listeners did yesterday as well. Um, so you'll hear some snaps and some crackles and some pops uh, in this particular side two of Tommy. Fiftieth anniversary of the record was um, on Friday. Pete's birthday was Sunday, and the Who will be in town this coming Saturday night. So. Um, it'll be fun. So side two of that. We'll also um, have workforce blocks of Ozzy and Live and uh, Metallica and work uh, and more flashbacks to the MMRBQ, of which uh, we have uh, quite a few. Um, and we will have uh, tickets for something that I have to announce. So you announce that second Greta show, which is way cool. Um, there's another show coming that some folks know about with uh, Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings. And uh, that's going to be Thursday, a week from this Thursday, at the TLA. Well, a Duff and Shooter are going to come by and do a little uh, Emma Archive session. Nice! Uh, no, oh, then. I'm sorry. Then. Um, okay. That's okay, yeah. Then, and um, on my program, they're going to come by and I think sing a couple songs. So um, we're going to have a pass, a uh, couple passes for that to give away. Nice. So um, it'll be fun. All right. Thank you, Pierre. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the President and Steve Show. And Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International. Tomorrow on the program... Uh, Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer. Get in touch. We just mentioned his show, and uh, there's a pre-sale for those tickets going on tomorrow, so we'll spend some time talking to Burt. Uh, we go live on Fox Good Day, and uh, we're just loaded with things to give away this week, so we'll give you a chance to win some stuff tomorrow as well. That's it. We're done. So rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. The Preston and Steve love you. I hate you. <laughs> 
Line. To the person who took my chairs at the MM barbecue, you literally fall from the blinds. Hope you think about that every time you sit on them. Next message. After all these years, I finally meet Bill Weston backstage. Bill says, that's very nice. Pleasure to meet you. Good Next message. Holy s***, Steve. You just fell through that tunnel. Sound like me falling through my first flood of a girlfriend. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> 